There's no better way to start the show. Hey, by the way, this is episode 50 of our podcast. Congratulations, it's been guys. So honored to be you guys have made a shit 50 show 50 times. episodes. I think we started uh, well, the first them. week of March last year. Nice. And so we're getting close to wrapping up that first full year, which is which is awesome. So it's a pretty good way to wrap up episode 50 with episode 50 to our final recap. I promised this time. Last time I said final, but I was lying. Uh, our final game of the year retrospective where we rank some of our favorite games and this time we're going to be talking about overall games uh we'll get to that in a minute we want to give our buddy kyle a few minutes to join but um uh we do have jeff derek and dan here good evening gentlemen so what you're saying is we're the ground zero podcast wise of covid yeah that's right okay if you could start telling people that to get more listeners that'd be great patient zero um yeah that'd be fantastic so so yeah so we'll go over that stuff but there are some headlines that i thought would be interesting to uh to cover we haven't last week we jumped right into ranking lists we didn't talk about anything going on in the industry um but there's some there wasn't a lot we could have covered a few things but nothing really worth taking any time but this week there have been some things that i want to call out the first one is really honestly just for me and derek let's be honest uh and that is that ea has teased the return of ncaa football games yeah, we don't exactly know what or fun. when or all those things. We can assume they're not going to have player likenesses, but uh, if they do what they've done with past games, the last one was released in 2013, then you'll be able to update rosters, which means you'll be able to share rosters. So there'll be some people online who are great at this. They, they're okay with spending multiple days putting real player names and stats in there. And so I will find who that person is, and I'll download their <laughs> roster. And I'll uh, upload it to my. I'm so excited. I love I love football, but NCAA football, that's where it's at. So I've still been playing NCAA 14 pretty regularly every huh. year. So. Why even call it NCAA football, though, if it's not going to actually be the NCAA? Like, it will be, and it'll be the teams. It just won't be any of the uh, players because they can't. I don't think they've got compensation for players worked out. I don't think. That's what we're still waiting on all those details. What's that going to look like? That's just our assumption based off of... I don't know. Of, They've gone this long without compensating players, so... Yeah. But I think that's why they stopped, is because yeah. it kind of to the surface and they couldn't keep making it. No, and I mean, so, the NCAA... I mean, I assume the money, they'll expect NCAA or whoever, whatever organization to, you know, trickle down that money to the players. And I don't think the NCAA themselves will allow oh, that. of course they don't. No, yeah. of course they don't. You know, it'd be cool, and I think, I think Derek, you and I talked about this. If they told every player... If you'll sign this agreement to use your likeness in this year's version of the game, you'll get a free copy of the game. Yep. Like, honestly, most of the players would be like, totally. Like, pick Especially which the ones that aren't going to go to the NFL or anything. They'd be but like, there yeah, are okay. a few. Who, yeah, the marquee players, the stars from Alabama and Ohio State, whoever else, the, they might want more. Maybe they have to negotiate something. But I think most players would be like some offensive lineman from Oklahoma State or whatever. He will 100% take a free copy yeah. of the game to be in the game. So, yeah. whatever. Um, that that's girl, a, that's a cool. That's built. a cool. That's got to be a cool, overwhelming thing when you're in college. I mean, I would imagine. So, yeah. I, I would be at that age. I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. Back in the day, they didn't use their the names. Game. They didn't use their names, but their numbers and likenesses were clearly matched up with real life people. Hmm. Um, 
but they didn't have names. It just said, like, number 13 or whatever. And that's how most of the players felt until they got sued, is that most of them were just happy that they could buy the game and see themselves in it. They were excited to play as them or their friends or something like that. And then it's the stars who then it was the stars are like, we should be making money off this, which I totally get. Like when I was younger and I'm sure most either listeners or anybody that's seen me in the group knows I hate victims and I rarely side with insecure victim people. I usually will do victims or people who (laughs) (laughs) I actually hate victims. Okay. All right. If you're murdered, I am mad at you. Like, okay. All right. So dramatic while you're dead. So um, the, you're on the side of the pedophile. <laughs> pretty much. So, anyways, I do that like that exaggerated Derek point out for people... saying something a little bit off. He's he doubled down, da- doubles down on. It's like that's a very nope. Trump thing to do. That's what I meant. No, but like the point is, is that I don't normally side with like, for instance, ten years ago, I would have been like, the athletes need to get over it. They don't need to get paid. They get free college tuition and stuff like that. And I still agree. They do get a free college tuition, all that stuff. But when you see how big the college business is on football, basketball, any of these sports, and how much the money they make off these kids, I totally get, again, and a lot of this isn't brought up. That's the only reason why I mention it. Yes, you're getting a college tuition. You're also getting a platform to get an opportunity to go to the NFL or to go to the NBA that really – There are other places you can go, but really college is the main place. Until a group of players says, you know what, we're not going to go to college. We're just going to do this D League or something else that will prep us for the NBA or the NFL or something like that. They are using the college just like the college is using them. They're using the college like a farm program for the most part. Yes. Like baseball. So they both are using each other. So people need to stop acting like it's just the college is using them. They're not. I but think there's a happy medium, right? Where that's what like I'm colleges saying. could now do more. That for I've those gotten kids. older and I'm not like you're your victim, be grateful. I would say I believe like for for this game, what they should do is they should be like, Hey, we're gonna pay I'll use the University of Michigan because that's my favorite school. We're gonna pay you to 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 allow us to put you in the game. Can you make an agreement with your players that you'll you'll pay them? A portion plus we'll give them a free copy of the game or whatever like that's the type of agreement they that they should have with these schools is that we'll pay you and then you pay your players it doesn't have to be a ton man give me a give me a flat stipend amount just to be in the game and i think most again most would accept that but anyway i'm just excited it's coming back in one way shape or form i'm so excited to play a modern version of college football video game so i'm excited i would love to see Love to see it on the Series X and PS5. And so since we since uh, Xbox Game Pass added EA Play, we downloaded Madden 20, which is on there, mm-hmm. and we were playing that, and it looks great. Even though it's even that's uh, last year's version, that's not the most yeah. current one. Still looks great. It plays really well, but I just struggled to get into NFL video games as much as I did college. With college, I love taking that dynasty and recruiting players. I just love the RPG elements that are in NCAA. Um, that Madden has some of that. I just don't dig it as much. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Um, do you guys remember the canceled game Six Days in Fallujah that Konami was going to publish? Yes. Absolutely not. So nope. that game was canceled in 2009. Right. Apparently the executives at Konami saw whatever was there of the game at that point and were like, nope, 
So I don't know if that's because the quality was bad. That's, my guess is not. That's not the case. My guess is that the controversy was not good. That's my guess. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, so that game got canned, but it, that IP has been picked up and it is now back under development by Highwire Games. And it's going to be published by Victura, which I've never heard of them as a publisher. Um, but they said it's going to release this year. So they're picking up what the pieces of uh, six six days in Fallujah. It's about the modern Iraq war in the early 2000s. It's a military shooter. It's a military shooter. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand why they're like, what's the point? Just make a, a different shooter and just call it something no else. Idea, man. Like, no. I don't even. Yeah. Well, probably because if it has any type of, well, for instance, I know we're a little show, we don't matter. But the fact that Tim's even talking about it means it's news. Where if it was a new IP by these people that nobody knows about, nobody cares. Yeah. Does that make sense? I suppose. We're talking about it because they bought this IP. So there's some name recognition there. It's true. It's true. Well, hey, listen, on March 12th, Gaston gets his wish, and he will now be able to play Crash Bandicoot 4 (laughs) on the Nintendo Switch. In addition to, if you want to play it in 60 frames per second, you can play it on your Series S or X or PS5. So Crash is going to hit all the modern 60 frames per second of Trash. That's awesome. It's 60... It's 60 frames of furry grossness because Gaston furiously masturbates to all of that. Wow. <laughs> right, well, if you set aside that image, which thanks for that, um, game itself is charming and fun. Great fit for the Switch. You guys are all mean. Okay. His uh, background on his computer is a picture of me with my cat. Yeah. And he's not looking at me, guys. <laughs> my cat. Um. This is so. This next thing, I think, this is one of those delays that I think is good news, and that's the Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake is getting delayed indefinitely. Yeah, I think that's excellent news. Yep. I don't I know that they're going to go back for that. I don't know that they're going to go back to the drawing board on visuals, but re- I really hope they do. Yeah, they so. just really need to redo. I think the faces. It, there was something about the faces that was just like this is like two gens not, ago. Not like, quite there. Yeah, it yeah. looked like a remaster. It didn't look like a remake. Yeah, it just looked yeah. like upresed, and that's it. Yep. Yeah, and I loved. I mean, that that game brings me a lot of like warm and fuzzy memories. I loved when I first played that. It was groundbreaking and exciting and really cool. That was the first time that I really started to get into Ubisoft games. I really loved that take on Prince of Persia. That was the first 3D Prince of Persia that really caught on. And I mean, that's a big, big game in terms yeah. of like video game history. So yeah. if they're gonna remake it, let's do it really well. Don't do essentially it's a half-ass job what they did. Mm-hmm. If you saw that trailer and you watch it, you're like. Who approved this? Like this isn't. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Somebody did. I would not have had the uh, the br- the brass whatever to put remaster in the title of that or whatever or remake or whatever they called Re- it. Remake. Like you yeah, didn't yeah. look. It looked like you remade anything. Agreed. Totally. Like agree. Well, listen. Right before you start playing Crash, which I know all of you guys are gonna do totally, uh, on your sure. Switch, you'll be able to three days before that on March 9th, you can play Apex Legends on your Switch. So that's I think they had uh, announced that's going to come to Switch. They just had never nailed a uh, release date, but now they have. That's March 9th, uh, and it's no shocker here. It's Panic Button that's doing that port. So I feel like they can do anything when it comes to porting games, uh, especially to stuff like the Switch. They do a good job with that. Uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is out. It's getting some mixed responses from folks. I guess some people are expecting certain things, but overall, I think it's still very positive. And I can tell you from my perspective, I bought it this morning, went and picked it up from Best Buy, and just before recording, played it with three of my kids. We played four-player multiplayer on the couch, 
uh, for about an hour and a half, maybe. And the game is crazy party fun. Like, it's just good fun. It's, mm-hmm. I can already tell you, I'll have to play it single player to know for sure. I don't think it's going to be up there with my favorite of the Mario games, but it's really, really good. It's it really is. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I prefer sure. a Mario Odyssey or Mario Galaxy. Those are more my jam. I mean, but I do really like this. They literally made a whole new extra. Like, this is not even the newest Mario game. It was the Mario game before Odyssey, and they made like this whole new section of game that didn't exist before. Like, they just added extra content and then like re- are releasing it on the Switch. Like, that's crazy. It is. It's pretty it's cool. cool. It's very cool. Um, it's fun multiplayer, but it is you know when you've got because my daughter just turned eight, so she's. She struggles with kind of like the fast-paced game. She's great at Minecraft and the slower-paced stuff, but when it comes to fast-paced, her older brothers uh, usually leave her in the dust, and so hmm. there was a lot of that kind of tearful "Wait for me, guys!" Like there's a lot of that going <laughs> on, you know. Um, but, but it's really fun. Do you guys have you guys tried it? Do you like it? Mm-hmm. I played one level. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I just need to play it more. We yeah, were playing it on our big it. screen, by the way, and it looks really nice on the big. It runs smoothly. It looks great. Yeah. It's all about that art style. It just looks real clean and crisp. It looks good. Uh, Derek, you like it, I'm assuming, because you've played it before. Yeah, I beat it on the Wii U. Um, I I'm, I want to say it's the Mario game I had the most fun with, that one in Sunshine. So if I actually replay this through the whole thing, I would probably rank it one, unless I end up having a terrible time with it. But mm-hmm. especially trying to go back to Mario Sunshine with that collection not it's not a terrible game it's still a fun game but god does it control very annoyingly I mean, it's the same with mario 64 yeah there's no denying its place in history but when you replay it after playing yeah. i mean mario odyssey kind of ruined most 3d mario yeah. games <laughs> see yeah. and i liked mario odyssey but for some reason i it didn't click with me as much mm. as it did for you guys like i really liked it i remember it ranking pretty high on my top 10 but I just, I, I, and again, it could be nostalgia. I just remember, you know, it's one of the few games I beat on the Wii U. There was not many games that I played on the Wii U all the way through the end. And that was one of them. And Mario games aren't really my thing. So it has to be pretty special if I play through it. And and it, so far, like, I, I thought I'd buy this just out of nostalgia, like excitement for, like, oh, I like this game. Let's just own it. But I booted it up and started playing, and I was like, I'm having fun. Like, I actually want to keep playing it. Whereas when I started Mario Sunshine, I was like, I'm not having that much fun, and I didn't continue playing it. I yeah. just stopped. Yeah. I'm almost at the end of Mario Sunshine, and I'm really not. I liked it at first. Some of the water puzzles and stuff they do are cool, mm-hmm. but it's worn out its welcome. Like, I, I don't. I don't see any need to really wrap it up. Any need to wrap it up. Is it a long game? Again, it's been like 20 years since I played it. It is, and it also doesn't have a lot of direction. So, yeah. like, a lot of the Mario games, you have a very clear cut, here's my next I level. Mario Sunshine like does I not do a good job of letting... lost a lot. Yeah, it doesn't really let you know where to go very clearly, which is... And it's just poor game design. If, again, it feels like they didn't quite finish it. If they had had more time to work on that game, they could have given the player better guides to where to go next and whatever. So Thanks a lot of them, I wish... I wish we would get a... If they're going to remake a Mario, that's the one I wish they would have remade. But now that they've released this collection, I really it's don't not gonna, think yeah, It's not going to happen. Um, I just want them to redo uh, stuff like Zelda Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and Modern Day Graphics. Dude, I replay An, an expanded Ocarina of Time would be insane. Ocarina of Time. Yeah, give me, give me all those Zeldas from last few gens. 
Um, the only Microsoft news that jumped out at me was that the Xbox Series S and X outsold for the month of January the PS5 and the Switch in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> that's what actually is, is that? that's actually pretty good news because I believe the UK is predominantly a PlayStation. Europe, Europe in general, yeah, for sure. So that is that is big news, but the I just wanted to be misleading because I, I I saw you guys going what for a second there, yeah. So. But it's because PlayStation probably doesn't have. So Sony is actually having some manufacturing issues. That's what I was going to say. It all depends on hard to find right now. So we all know, and we don't need to talk about it anymore. We've talked about it enough. We all know it's hard to find a PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um. But like my, and it's it's still hard to get a Series X, but it's not as hard. I've Correct. literally bought four now, um, <laughs> and I've sold three what? of them. Oh, yeah, okay. I bought four of them and sold three of them. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, so it's really easy to get a Series X, but they're still selling out. And I still see people complaining about, I can't get a Series X, I can't get a Series X. The reason I'm bringing this up is it all comes down to clearly both products are selling out. Who is releasing the most? If Microsoft's releasing the most, then they're obviously outselling the PlayStation 5. If Sony's releasing the most, then they're outselling. So it's whoever's releasing the most. That's the number we don't yeah, know. It, I'm we know they're selling about, out. Man, yeah, I'm with you. I want to know manufacturing numbers. Like, who's actually pumping more of these out of the factories, you know? I um, think it's the scalpers ho- uh, hoarding them. Because that's the yeah, pretty much what I see the still, most. They yeah. still count as a sell. No, I know that. The scalpers not going to sell it back to... Yeah, but before they ever hit any kind of retail, online or otherwise, I'm curious how many are actually coming out of their manufacturing. <laughs> factories like who has has sony made more has microsoft made more are they pretty close uh, i did hear on uh, the giant bombcast they were talking about i forget the name of this chip the chipset there's some kind of chipset that the manufacturing is dramatically lower than it's been for a few years and it's it's a pretty important component to the ps5 yeah. and sony has listed that as one of the major reasons that they can't ramp up production yet and they want to but they can't and it's this one key component and I believe that. I mean, it's not like they have all the parts and they build them out of trees and rocks. Like they have to order, they have to order different parts from all kinds of different manufacturers. And so I get it. I totally get it. Um, it doesn't take the sting out of how hard it is to get one, and I really want one. So it doesn't take the sting out of it at all. But I, I, I understand it at least. Um, and I blame Sasan. Sasan bought one on uh, eBay, and I blame him for buying one for overpriced. Um, I blame, blame Sasan. But you're right. He I actually he actually didn't buy that. His wife forced his hand. He told me the whole story. His oh, yeah, that, makes her... me, that makes me hold him in much higher esteem that he <laughs> was forced by his wife to do something. That's great. <laughs> um, How does that he's man a bigger he's a bigger vagina than we we like to admit. <laughs> just like you. No, I'm just kidding. You know we need to start oh. titling our episodes oh. this kind of stuff. That's the title of the episode, I think. <laughs> the biggest vagina? Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll go over really well um yeah. all right so in the some sony news of course ratchet and clank has a release date now which is exciting june 11th that is just ps5 only that's one of the first big outside of uh demon souls and astro astro's playroom there haven't been a ton of ps5 only games there's been a few but not a ton miles is, miles was ps4 as oh, well yeah i sure. played it on ps4 so this is one of the first major since launch at least one of the first major you can only play this on ps5 games so that's pretty exciting and i know there's others that are coming i think returnal is going to be just ps5 i think yep i can't yep, yep. yeah yeah 
That game, so, I'm sorry, that game does not look good. Um, it started with a dumb name. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty I bad. Feel like, I feel like it's not, like, I was looking at gameplay, and it does not look smooth to me. Let oh, me get you guys' thoughts on this before we jump into our ranking. Um, this isn't really video game related, but it's based on a video game. So I'm curious what you think about the new HBO Last of Us series. We don't have to talk about whether or not we think they should make it. I think there's not a lot of very there's varying not opinions on whether or not they whether or not they should make it. Okay, I get that. But I think we all kind of in our minds had dream casting for this game coming to movie or to TV show. But years ago, we thought certain actresses or actors would be great. Like I always thought, uh, Caitlin Deaver, who's not super well known, but she was she kind of got her foot in the door with that Tim Allen sitcom, The Last Man Standing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then and since then she's been in some movies. Like she was in um, Booksmart. Uh, yeah, Booksmart, that Detroit one. Um, yeah, just, it was just called Detroit. Just yeah. Detroit. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, anyway, she's really good and very much look has the Ellie look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but she's like thirty now. She's <laughs> she's too. That's what I'm saying. Like we think of Fair. those actors. Like yeah, she, she got her start like ten years ago. Well, mm-hmm. she's past that age. Anyway, they cast the uh, British actress who played Lyanna Mormont in the Game of Thrones series. She was kind of like young when everybody loved when they watched it. Yeah, right. Because it's all these like big, gruff, evil men. And then she's also one of the lords. Yeah. Who's in and she's, you know, she's very confident. I think she's a great little actress. I don't know if that was a one hit wonder. Other people, I, I, uh, our buddy Imran told me that she wasn't great in his Dark Materials, that HBO series. Yeah, I watched that though. Yeah. um, Anyway, all I know is I I thought she was good in Game of Thrones, what, what I saw of her at least. And, um, I like the idea of casting an up-and-coming actress because if they end up doing multiple seasons what, of this, you don't want them to look too old too quick. What baffled so. me is, like, does her face look exactly like Ellie? No, but, like, you could definitely pass her off as an Ellie. And yeah, there was posts in, like, these groups that are like, she doesn't look like her. I'm like, but you don't have a problem with the Ellie guy? That's but you know the what? one that I'm... You know what? The, the image that... The article that was closer. being shared predominantly, that image was not... A great like matchup for how she looks like Ellie. If you get some but shots still, of her in Game of Thrones, like her costume, features, like they could make her. That's my she point. Looked, they could I mean, make her look like her. I mean, does you Troy can't Baker make that Ali guy look like Joel? He's but I'm not gonna. Look but I'm like saying, him. does Troy Baker look like Joe? Um, Joel does. Does Ashley Johnson look like Ellie? No. So like, who cares? Like, well, yeah. that that's. That but I'm saying she looks close enough. She looks close enough when you do the makeup and like the hair a certain way. Yeah, like I think that's what Derek's saying. Is yeah, that yeah. She looks close enough. And I think the casting of Pedro Pascal is good. I understand how <laughs> some people roll their eyes when he gets cast now because it feels like he's in everything. So yeah, I, he, I get he, I get that. Is, but... but you can't pretend like he's not a good actor. I mean, right. he he was amazing in Narcos. If you haven't watched that Netflix show, he's so good in Narcos. He, of course, I think had a scene-stealing role in Game of Thrones for the short yeah. You know, the amount of time he was in that, he was so. I mean, he just exudes I this kind of confidence. I hated him though in Wonder Woman. I think yeah, maybe but Wonder Woman was not good. But that's just that direction. Fault, yeah. yeah, that's just direction. He was. He it's was not just the, it, Just to be clear, it's not just oh, Derek hates the movie, therefore he hates the character. I legit hated his character. I found that's him good. to be annoying too. Yeah, and his character was annoying. I just his think made his no sense. Was I wish to be the wish stone. It, it was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That. It was. That was bad. So that guy, that was a bad movie. But that's not. Yeah. Again, he he's been given. A, he was given a script. He's they're like, this is the character you have to be, and then they're not directing him, yeah. and they're like, act this way, and he's like, all right. Yeah. So. yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't act say, cornier. Yeah. I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't advise folks to use the Wonder Woman or Mandalorian roles to really gauge if he'll be good at this role or not. He's got other roles that have shown his Mandalorian's range. probably pretty close to what you would be with Joel if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, right. Joel is, isn't like, hey, Ellie, let's talk every five seconds. Like, he's like, no. Not to the end of last Especially in the beginning. He doesn't want to talk to him. Then he's really chatty, but yeah. In the second one, yeah, he, he definitely wants to be closer to her and a father figure, and so he wants to have those talks and, and have the relationship. I think but I, in the, I think but the first 85% of the first game, he was like, we don't need to talk. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Oh, for sure. I think it'll be a while, too, before we even hit that Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, story. yeah. They're going, stretch, they're, they're going to stretch out so have much. Have they said and, what they're going to do with this? Is it is it a prequel? A well, I know uh, that, but is it okay. going to be like a prequel, or is it just going to start where the video I think it's stuff? fair to say, based on the casting, that it's going to be pretty aligned with the first game. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah, but, but I, I've, I've heard that they're going to add in just a, like a bunch of stuff, maybe even add in some characters and stuff like that to stretch sure. out the content. Please, yeah, Which, I mean, should. I'm okay with it. This guy did, uh, the guy that's running the show uh, did Chernobyl. And right. uh, hey, he if knows you need somebody to do, yeah, yeah. If well, need like, somebody to do some tense, whatever, plague-driven thing. Then you know, I think you got the right guy. I mean, there's yeah. obviously gaps because in the second game, for instance, there's you know, there's some stuff that you know, there, there was some experiences that we didn't see in the first game. Oh, right, yeah. there's for, for example, yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah, I could see them telling some more of you know when, and Last of Us has an amazing and impactful opening, and then there's a huge time jump. And you kind of see Joel as he's already been living in this new post-apocalyptic world for a couple decades. They've got plenty they could tell before that, you know, yeah. from Joel's past. But yeah. anyway, I think I think the casting is good. I also I don't find it helpful to overreact to casting. I think it's yeah. interesting. I always find it fun. Like who who are they casting for Joker back in the early two thousands? Heath Ledger. Yeah. That's a weird cast. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, of course, as we all know, it turned out just fine. So, I mean, yeah, okay. so I just want to say this: <laughs> when when the rumor was that Ali guy, I was yeah. against it, Mar- not because Mar- he came Marshmallow, whatever his name is, Marshmallow, Marshmallow Ali. So I I was against him <laughs> because yeah, you can say I'm racist, like cool people like to say, oh he's black, so that's why you don't like him. I just want it to be semi close. That's all I'm saying. Like, you don't have to get somebody who looks exactly like Joel. I understand the performance is what matter, but you can't erase the fact that I played two games with Joel, and Joel's my favorite character. So he's the one that I'm going to want the person to be able to act like him and look kind of like him. I get it. I just, I wouldn't have been upset by it, but I I understand. But I just wanted to say this so for people that do listen to our show, just so they know the proper context, I would have 100% watched the show. Even if they casted a black guy or a Mexican guy, a I woman? can dislike it and still support <laughs> no. it. No, no, no burrito. <laughs> no, no, no. He, Jeff said, "What about a woman?" Oh, transgender? Hell yeah! Oh, no, 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 I just died. a woman, <laughs> just a female. <laughs> dig, dig, dig in that hole. I just want to do the trans life, bro. What if they cast Gina Carano as Joel? All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> mean Gina? Let's move on. I still stand by the fact that I think if they had made this a while ago, even even now, I think he would work. There's an actor named Anson Mount who already has an awesome name. Yeah, Hell on he, Wheels guy. Yeah. He was on that Hell on Wheels show. He's been in other movies and stuff too. Just he's never really hit he's the on big Discovery time. Now I think Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, he's never yeah he's never hit the big time. But dude, when he had, was rocking that beard on Hell 
on wheels and he had that low gruff voice and he was very kind of stern and didn't have a lot to say i was like dude he's joel like he already is it's just like that guy from that pirate show um black sails yeah and the guy who played captain vane I forget the actor's name off the top of my head, but he would have been a perfect Geralt. Like, as I was listening to him talk, he's got the swagger, but also the silent, like, stare that Geralt has. He would have been perfect, but they cast Henry Cavill, and he freaking loves video games and loves the Witcher games, and I thought he did a good job. So, I don't know. And that's why I try not to overreact to the casting stuff, because it could end up being bad, but it's probably not going to be because they picked actor A over actor B. Yeah. The, the bottom line is, if the script is good... And, you know, whoever's directing it does a good job, just kind of keeps everything reined in and focused, then, you know, if they have good actors and actresses, then we should be fine. They got the director of this one, this Russian movie that came out last year called Beanpole. That's a real movie title. Sure. And uh, I watched it because it was highly acclaimed. And uh, it's one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. So I think he's going to fit right in. (laughs) Beanpole does sound depressing. Yeah. It does sound depressing. It does. There's something right. that happens like 15 minutes into it, and you're like, "Oh, that's it's this kind of movie." Oh, okay, oh, oh, this is what we're super, doing. Okay. Super sad. All right, cool. Oh, we're doing this. I get it. <laughs> I think the most depressing movie I ever saw was probably Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Mm. I haven't seen that yet, but I've yeah, I've heard it's super super sad. Sounds really not interesting. <laughs> so please don't tell us all about it, please. All right, please. let's get to ranking our top games. It's from a today. Holocaust movie, Derek. You're so insensitive. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> it's a cancel I only, him. Only care about the Holocaust when it's it, it, it fits great my agenda. Fantastic movie. Okay. Um. You so let's talk about this. our favorite games from 2020. We've talked a lot about the different categories. Which one had the best visuals, best music, best story, best combat, uh, and all those kinds of things. So th- that's been fun to talk about elements of a game. Now it's just overall. Everything comes back into play. Something that won best combat might not tick all the boxes for everything else, so it might not be at the top for best overall game. You guys get the gist. So the idea is to we're going to try to make a case for these being the best overall game. Now, if you want to pick something that maybe struggles in some areas and you just want to pick it because it's so good at one thing, that's fair. That's fine. But you'll have to make a pretty strong case for it. Uh, Kyle's not with us, so we're going to be missing out on his insight. Although, just like we did last week when Derek wasn't able to make it, I think we can try to channel some Kyle energy for mm-hmm. some of the games that need to be championed uh, yeah. by the There's spirit. There's only really one that I feel like nobody else will champion that I will. Yeah, I would have championed with Kyle. Yakuza? No? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that'll probably make it on the top. Or at least it'll be considered. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's jump I right in. I think it'll in. get close. I think it'll get close. Let me share my screen with you guys. If I had beat it like he did, I, I probably would be, you know, championing it harder. All right, let me know when you guys can see the good old spreadsheet here. I see it. It's got a good spread. It's got a good and spread. There, there's good, good spread. 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 All right. Uh, hopefully it's zoomed in enough for you to be able Cyberpunk to... Cyberpunk has an 86 on Metacritic? Wow. It might okay. be updated. I can look that up. It's actually surprising. Any of you who've yeah. got access to a device, feel free to look these up. Because this was from, I mean, December, I think I put this list together. So all these numbers could have adjusted I don't think slightly. That, I don't think it would have changed that much, honestly. Probably it a point. Be, it might be a point up or down, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The Metacritic score is really just there for either tiebreakers or just some point of reference to remember how well received something was or wasn't. So like F1 2020, I think, should move over immediately is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what even is that? What is that? Formula, uh, racing. Formula racing. Oh, OK. Formula F1 one. could literally be anything because you just titled it F1. Yeah. Yeah. 
But people, Formula people One, like okay. Those games, like those games, I guess. Yeah. F1 um, stands for Delete 2020. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna move Hades over to get us started. I think Hades needs to be considered for oh, this yeah. game. Definitely, dude. One of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Hit it. Derek, we really, <laughs> we really missed you last, last week, man. Tim just totally games media this uh, right off the bat. <laughs> we, uh, we really missed you. Oh, severe Hades. Half Life, Alex. Did anyone play Half-Life Alex at all? No. I came really, really close to buying it, and I've heard nothing but good things about it, but unfortunately I have not. Yeah, I feel like it'd be up there if at least one of us had played it. It's just it's hard to put it on there. I can only do secondhand knowledge on this game. So well, we can't do the much. one it would be more great. of like yeah. Kyle would be the person that I would trust because even if I bought it, I just don't care about VR. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to stop buying VR headsets because I just don't care about them. <laughs> yeah. They're great for porn. That's it. Just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding, but also not. Someday. Someday. Um, I think my kids are listening. I do not use it for that. I'm going to move Ori and the Will of the Wisps over to be considered. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to start moving some of these top ranked games over just to kind of jump ahead here. So last of us. I'm going to let you do it because I just want to watch what you do and see. Um, I'm going to move Crusader Kings. Come on, get out of here. But like, there, there's, there's something stupid right there. What are you doing? So Microsoft Flight Simulator has been talked about enough on our series of shows. I, I'm going to skip it unless someone's really upset that I skipped it. I understand. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm completely upset. horrible at the game. And there is a barrier. The, Since you know, Kyle's there, there, not here, Animal Crossing is not nope, coming over. We're moving it over. Sorry. Nope. Oh, my God. Because uh, Dan liked it. But also, we at least need to does Dreams come over to be considered for this? No. It's in my top ten personally, but I mean, no. I, I get if you guys don't end up putting it there. Yeah, I'm totally ignoring everything Derek says. This is so fun. Just, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Doom Eternal. Is it one of the best overall games of the year? It has to be considered. I, mean, I know it's not going to rank high on our yeah. list, but not you can still us. bring it over just to yeah. pretend. I miss our balanced and mature uh, discussions we had last episode. <laughs> <laughs> What are you trying Bringing that one over. Hunt, I wish you guys played Hunt Down, man. That would have moved over for you guys for sure. If you it does look it. fun, but it, would not it does though. look fun. I mean, if you want us to move it over, you want to make a case for there's, it. I mean, uh, there's just no point. Uh, I just thought, honestly, for me, it would be something that's fun, but it wouldn't be like a top 10 game for me, probably. So, so I watched some videos on it. I, I like that that uh, YouTube channel, Switch Up, and they love the Hunt Down, and they talk Tim, about are it. We- are we doing our top ten too? Like yeah, you can our, show like your personal, personal top, top ten. 10. Okay. Do that. Yeah, well, we can have those ready for the end. We'll do that um, instead of uh, top RPGs. Yeah, we can do that. Um, Grindstone is also an excellent game. Technically, came out on Apple Arcade in 2019, wow. so I won't fight for it, but I do recommend it for folks who have a Switch or a phone. I want Cyberpunk it. moved over. Cyberpunk needs to come over. Jeff, what about Call of Duty? Or if anyone else happened to play it, I just one don't. Ten bet? I wouldn't no. even argue for it to be in the 10, though, because there's just other games that I would prefer to okay. be in the 10, honestly. We'll bring 13 Sentinels over for... But I think it's going to be the same thing that happened with some of our other categories for it. I didn't get far enough into it. And the gameplay is too weak for me to really say it's one of the best. Valhalla for me. Valhalla for me, too. That's pretty high on my list. <laughs> Neo, too. <laughs> More like Valkrappa. Got to bring, got to bring Crash Bandicoot Four over to be talked about. I'm excited about that. Oh my god! <clears throat> yeah, okay. Somebody's trying to appease one of our fans, our only fan. <laughs> hey, oh, if, if, talk about if, Crash. If he stops listening, Derek, it's all over. It's a <laughs> good point. game. You know, I will say this: 
Gaston is probably one of the coolest people in our group, though. Yeah. Like, he, is he weird and crazy? Hundred percent. And if he gets offended <laughs> by that, then he's a no. baby. But, <laughs> but he's one of the coolest because he can take a joke. Like, I could, I literally rip on him nonstop and his games, and he yeah. just laughs at me. <laughs> That's because he doesn't take it so seriously. Oh, you don't like what I like? You hurt my feelings. Now I must yeah. yell at you. He doesn't like do that. that. I love that. I feel like we've molded him into a certain. You know, a certain type of echelon of person. He's our, he's our creator. He's our yeah, we've uh, created him because yeah. we have the technology. So yeah, uh, Gaston's not a real human being. He's a cyborg created by our podcast. Uh, Genshin Impact is it one of the best ten? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, but it is good. Resident Evil Three. I would like moved over though. Spirit Fair. Yes. Spirit Fair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Can we go Don't ahead care. and just... Don't uh, care what you say, Derek. Don't care. Highlight all the indies and move them over for Derek? Yeah, let's do that. Let's just highlight each of them. Uh, Derek and Dan, what about Astro's Playroom? One of the it's, ten it's fun, but I wouldn't say a top ten no. contender, no. What are we, fab? No. Go uh, Sush. Get that there's, Sush over there. There's the, is that still Sush. 83? Can someone look that up? Is that still 83? That might have gone higher. I will look that up, because that... I. You know what? I know people are like, reviews are just opinions. That one's so off. Like, I know 83 is good, but that's so off. I don't get why people pick that game apart. Uh, it's maybe because, it down to maybe because, like I said last week, the story, while good, is not most amazing thing ever. Sorry. Yeah, it is. It's All really right. good. It's better than that. It's better than giving credit for. The story 80. is pretty good. I mean, it's been done before. Guys, but I said pretty good, no but hasn't. it's not the most amazing thing ever. Tim, I'm gonna hurt. I'm just gonna hurt you real bad. <laughs> yeah, it's still an 83. All right. Sure. Um, let's let me let me ask you this, guys, before you move on to your next game. Yeah. Can you really take somebody, and this isn't a user, this is a legit site, sites that would give it a 50 out of 100? Seriously. Like, how that's, do you even tough. get to that point that it's a 50 out of 100? Because you have the people that are just so like, I don't know what the word is, but they're like, oh, it's generic as open. Like they just like they oh, throw it into, hard. they pigeonhole it into something because it's open world, yeah. so that it's like, well, because it's open world, you can't have a focused story like a Last of Us, so to speak, because yeah, you're focusing yeah. on all this extra stuff, you know. And it's like, yeah, somebody gave it a fifty, out. and then like eight eight review sites gave it a sixty. Anything above seventy. I guess I can accept like the yeah. 70s, but anything below a 70, I I, I, I feel don't the same way about The Last of Us Part Two, where it's like, if you're giving it below a 70, then you are just you have a personal vendetta against something going on with the game, a publisher yeah. or something. Um, I feel the same thing about a lot of these the high quality games. I want to move Immortals over. Uh, I've played it a little bit more since we last talked about it, not a ton more. But my opinion of it is still that hey, this is a great game. Is it one of my top 10 favorites? Not yet. I haven't played it enough for it to squeak into the top I have a feeling 10. it's going to be that game that I get to late. Yeah, me too. So I can't. I might play it this it summer. It feels like I'm playing summer. I don't know. And I'm going to be like, guys, this game should have been higher on our game of the year. Pathless. Uh, Pathless is cool. Pathless. It's on sale. I almost bought it and then I didn't. Can we uh, put Under Night in Birth EXE late? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I just want totally someone to try to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. CL R. Um, stuff Clear. like Call of the Sea and Fall Guys were both good, but I don't know if anyone wants to fight. I don't want to fight for nope. them on the top ten. What, Fall uh, Guys? Call of the Sea is way better than Fall Guys. Let's just be clear about that. Yeah, but, Call uh... of the Sea is. But 
I mean, they're two different games, right? Yes, yeah. completely. Yeah. But Fall oh, Guys, uh, so they're the same score. That's why I say that. But uh, Fall Guys, uh, it's, it was like a cultural like thing. You know, yeah. everybody was playing it. So um, yeah. good, good for that game. Fall Guys makes me want to punch babies. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> I want to punch babies tactics needs to be talked about at least, but it's not going to make Pedestrian. That's the only game I played. I, I mean, I only play, I'm the only one that played that game, but that game rules. That's coming to uh, PS4 and PS5 you guys soon, right? will see soon. It's yes. out already, yeah. Oh, it's what out, is it's out. it? Right. I think so. What is it? This is your time to talk about. What is the pedestrian again? Oh, it's... Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys are going to be down for a puzzle game, but it is a puzzle game. I'm uh, out. All right. <laughs> they showed it during the PlayStation Five uh, show. Kind of a thing. kind of a yeah. side scrolling kind you of. You play thing, the right? uh, you play like the Walking Man in in you know like the street Bad signs. Walking in puzzles, my my favorite. Yeah, game. And, and you're going from street sign to street sign, like moving. The, the way that it's drawn is so. You're moving cool. like elements aren't the, together. Aren't to the visuals really realistic looking? And you move yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. You're you're doing it like in the real world. And yeah. then there's a part at the end where, man, the last puzzle is so insanely hard. Did you guys ever, like, mm. I was never really big into art or drawing, but I did sometimes like to doodle and make little funny stickman stories or whatever, especially during really boring classes. And I remember I used to do stuff like that where my stickman would travel across different books and, like, onto uh. the desk and all that. You know, I I always thought that was kind of fun and funny. Mm-hmm. And so this game yeah. just reminds me Yeah, it's a cool of- concept for the game. And then there's some puzzles where you have to, like, move the signs around yeah. while others are stuck. And you have to like, you really have to use your your your, your good old brain. So it's not for Derek. The old noggin. Nope. Uh, Paper Mario. Completely okay, okay being a mindless racist. Paper Mario. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Or not Paper really. Mario. I, <laughs> stop saying Paper I'm Mario. I'm trying to keep uh, this going. Uh, no, no, Paper Mario. Paper Mario <laughs> no. doesn't deserve it. Uh, okay. I'd, I'd rather put Squadrons in there than Paper Mario. And if yeah, I'm honest, Squadrons was really cool. Yeah. It's like a top 15 game for me, I think. Squadrons. Yeah, it's so. up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We're getting down into the 70s. I love Havens, but I don't know how... So we're getting into my area where Godfall would be and Hyrule Warriors. Derek, War. do you want Hyrule Warriors moved over? Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, I thought for our podcast, I thought we most of us enjoyed it. Yep, I do I do think it's good. Sackboy. Yeah. Sackboy's really fun, but no, I, I haven't played it's it. not going to win, so... Okay. Yeah, same with Tell Me Why. Again, I'm the only one that played that one. I'd rather have Pedestrian over. You Tell made me a good why, case but... for the story on Tell Me Why, which was cool. The story is really good. It. I could see the gameplay turning some people off because it is very Life is Strange, but there's less <laughs> there's less of a cool supernatural element to it. So I don't I don't know. It's hard to Bam. fight. Story of Seasons. Nah, bro. No. All right. That's the remake. So it's a remake of a older one, and it's and I don't even understand why they remade this one. Supposedly it's popular, but. It, the new like, one, the Olive Town one, comes out in a couple months. I think that right? looks fun. This yeah. one not was not fun. Re- Renee yeah. loves those games, and she was like, "We just stopped playing it because it's just not good." So, uh, Mortal Shell coming on the list, Derek. Uh, I love it. It's high up on mine, and Watch Dogs is too. Okay. It's kind of a bummer that Watch Dogs Legions is a seventy-six. I don't get these people. Apparently Jeff is right about me. I just like average games. I am, dude. You would have loved that we did a last last week. We did a impromptu Swim. segment of swimming in sevens where we took the easy allies idea of saying what are games that typically other people thought were mediocre or just okay or good maybe, uh, and what were some of our favorites. So stuff like Watch Dogs Legion, Man Eater, yeah. those are the ones that we highlighted last week. So you I could highlighted have highlighted Moral Show. Um. All right. Now we're getting down to the low seventies. 
69. Does anybody care about Marvel's Avenger? No, I'm not going to. I would not. I mean, I enjoyed my time with that. Godfall is a 61. <laughs> Good Lord. you like garbage. <laughs> Holy junk. It Dude, look it up to see if it's still. Look it up. I cannot. Look it up. I cannot believe Twin Mirror got a higher score than Godfall because that is the most boring <laughs> game of all time. That is insane to me. God, it was God really Fall. boring, but I liked it. So, I mean, what? <laughs> Why? Godfall, Godfall is the worst. The, the stuff worst. that we're not. It literally on this list is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I didn't awesome. bother listing anything under 60. I get so. it. Well, I'm glad it at least made 61 so it could yeah. be on this list so we can make fun of hey, it. Hey, Gearbox is doing just fine because whatever company just bought them for, what, like $1.2 billion yeah, or something? Yeah, they're, so. they're doing okay. Yeah. And if you watch the Epic uh, Spring Showcase thing or whatever, Epic Games, it was really boring. It was not a good, it wasn't like a big state of play or Nintendo Direct. Don't get excited about it. But they talked about a few games, and one of the games they talked about, they had the Godfall devs come on and talk about yeah. all the updates and improvements they're going to make to it. So if you like Godfall, they're still going to be working on it. They're going to add stuff to it. Well, okay, well so everything they not- talked about actually was done that day. Yeah. But cool. I will say this, it was kind of underwhelming. I was waiting for them to be like, there's cross-save, or there's matchmaking, or blah, blah, blah. And they didn't have anything announced that would be remotely interesting for the game. I just want to throw it, because we're not going to move it over. It doesn't need to move over. I do like it. It is on my top ten. I don't remember where it is. I have to look at my list. But I will say, I, I played it again this week, jumped back into it on my PC playthrough, and... I, I like it, but it is, I can totally see, like, you saw saw how I reacted to Ghost of Tsushima, like, it doesn't deserve an 83, it deserves 90 plus. This game, I look at it, and I'm shocked that it's a 61, I honestly thought it was a 70s game, but I, I feel like it's justified. It's very yeah. bland and boring, the story is dumb, when your main character talks, he is so dumb. Like, he's being serious, so he's not, like, a dumb character. But he literally just says the same thing over and over. Like, the person that he's talking to, the main person that he's talking to that's supposed to help him on this journey to do what he's doing, she'll say something, and he'll be like, we don't have time for friends. We only need people that we can use for our benefit. And, like, like he just keeps saying the same thing over and over. All I care about is killing this guy. And I'm like, this is the dumbest story, and it is terribly written like it's one thing if you have a bland story but then when you add on like a terrible script that's voice acted average it just makes everything worse but it is a fun game but it is like it's it's a swimming in sixes is fine i i agree drowning and drowning in sixes yeah that's drowning so some of the significant ones that we didn't bring over to consider for various reasons stuff like half-life alex microsoft flight simulators Polunky 2 um, Hunt Down, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War. We didn't bring that one over. Yeah. It's, um, a fun, it's, it's a really cool campaign, single-player campaign, but, you know, uh, it's Call of Duty. What do you guys expect? It's it's almost like a sports game at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, Different uh, roster. Deep Rock Galactic, Two Point Hospital, some of the smaller name games that really have a very unique audience that not everyone's into. We aren't bringing those over. Streets of Rage 4 and Battletoads aren't coming over. Two Point Hospital or Two Point Hospital. God sounds cool. It is a super uh, kind of retro style game, if you haven't seen it. Just sounds cool. It's a, it's a side-scrolling game. It's kind of interesting looking. I haven't played it, but it looks interesting. Um, yep. 
And then pretty I, much everything below I a seven. Played, uh, I played Two Point Hospital Blade. last uh, over the week. Um, and, what do you think? Uh, it's a really enjoyable game, man. Isn't it fun? Yeah, it's so much fun. I normally don't care about any of those types of games either, but uh, yeah, it's something about it's relaxing and just completely silly. Um, it's very silly, yeah. but it also has a fun like sim management aspect to it. I don't know. Yeah, it's if you ever are into that those kinds of games, it's a fun one of those. So yeah, dude, I was making bank. Before yeah. I stop playing, yeah. What's fun is when you realize you can zoom out and purchase an entire lot right beside and expand the entire hospital and keep going oh. that way. It's like, it's like oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, you can keep going. Um, all right. So on our list right now, we've got oh somewhere in the twenty-five, twenty-six range of games that have been at least mentioned to move over, even if we don't think they'll make the top ten. So now we can start being a little more specific about do we think these are worth. You know, narrowing, and we'll probably just—I'll just get rid of this one. We'll probably just narrow them to ten, and then we'll rank. So we'll try to do what we did last time. Oh, actually, I do need to see this. I like having kind of the medium uh, area to move them around. Oh yeah, because just in case there's more than ten, then yeah. Yeah, then we can kind of compare the ones that are on the cusp, on the bubble, mm-hmm. as on it were. Bubble. For those of you who are into March Madness coming. Yeah. All right. So, Derek, you missed last week. Are you? Are you there? I am. I'm actually just trying to pull my top ten list, but I was just okay. trying to. <laughs> I don't know why you're not in the shot. Well, just why don't funny. you just? You don't have to say much about it, but why don't you just <laughs> name one that you think should is a no-brainer somewhere on the top ten? Uh, The Last of Us Two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dan. Here we go. Uh, seven remake. There we go. Okay. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> kidding. Jeff. <laughs> Ghost. You already Ghost. had it there. You already knew I was going to say it. I was already hovering. I was already hovering. I'm going to put Ori over there. Anyone opposed to me moving that to top 10? No. God, I wish I played more of it. All right. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I, Game just, uh, beautiful. I just wish I played more of it. Game is beautiful. By Who? the way, quick side Who? note. So I downloaded it on my PC. I had played it on Xbox, um, my, my Xbox One X, and it looked great. After they patched it especially, it started to run super smoothly. It, it was jittery at the beginning. The frames were not great at the beginning, but it's great now. runs fantastic. Works great on the Switch, too, by the way. Um, it does. But I So I installed it on my PC and put it at max settings, and I had the little, you know, the little NVIDIA you know, FPS counter up in the top. I was getting like 140 frames per second oh, and 1440p. It was gorgeous. I mean, it looked... I I was shocked. I was like, I wish I would have done this before we talked about visuals because I probably would have pushed for this to win best like kind of animated or artistic visuals. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And I also didn't realize I had forgotten how much I played this game last spring. Uh, I was at 98% completion. I just needed to collect a few more wow. of the little pieces to upgrade the, the little village. So I'm almost yeah, finished. I started a second playthrough when I got my Series X. Yeah. And I'm not far in, but I I activated on my new OLED uh, screen. Yeah. So it's 120 hertz. So I activated that, and it's this is a game on the Series X. It's pretty cool that can actually run native 4K and 120 frames per second. So I did that, and it's, I mean, on my new screen too. It's it's breathtaking. Dude, it's one of those it things already that a pretty game, but it's, it's, it's eye-popping. Like, it, it loaded up, and I was like, I forgot how good this looks. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Side, side, a little sidetrack there. Dan, did you play Ori? I forget. Yeah, I, I haven't finished the second. I'm oh, contemplating okay. whether I should restart. Like, I feel like I'm, like, halfway through it, but, like, it's been, it's been like, a, a couple of months now. I'm just at this making point, sure we all, we all t- at least touched yeah. it, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say 
that game for me personally, those games like you can't walk away from them. Yeah, because yeah. you actually get confused and lost. You do. The map is pretty daunting, and oh, I get lost all right your away. special switch to another game or something. All your yeah, all your special abilities and the, the way you have. To, this one's a little more complex in the way you have to equip stuff. Well, I think I started it right around when I got the PS5. So then I started playing like Valhalla and Spider Man, and then I, so yeah. yeah, you yeah. might have to start it over. Yeah. Um. I'm going all right. To, yeah. So let's go back to you, Derek. Anything that you feel like is an obvious one, or at least one that you want to nominate? to be moved over there from the from okay. this list right here and let me look is that the whole list there there's nothing up up top okay uh yeah there's a few uh, valhalla mm. so mm. i'm in agreement with that dan are you say are you okay with it automatically jumping in the top 10 or are I you mean, pretty against that uh, not necessarily against i mean i guess i'd have to really look up and down the list okay. it's just uh, I don't know, man. It's just that that ending just annoyed the crap out of me. I love it. Because it's not really an ending. Like, it's just well, not. Well, don't, don't spoil it. I haven't beat it yet. I'm yeah, still I mean, I'm sorry. 70 it's plus just hours. Me personally, right? it's just not, you know. It's absurd yeah. that you're 70. Derek, it's one of those things where it. It, you don't know if you're at the end or not. You're like, okay, I wrapped up that set of missions. And then they kind of like, you know, when you finish any mission in Assassin's Creed, it gives you like the completed, yeah. you completed this arc, and then you're still just standing there and you can keep wandering. That's kind of what it does. And it doesn't say the end or credits roll or i'm in my 12th alliance so i've made alliances with 11 there's there's some really key moments that are impossible to miss there's these huge climax moments in the viking setting and in the modern day setting that kind of to me it's pretty obvious that you're kind of getting towards the end they -hmm. just don't really tell you all right the main game is now over Feel yeah. free to keep exploring until we release DLC to continue the main story. They don't really say that. You just yeah. kind of... I had to look it up, and people were like, yep, that's the last mission. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, it's oh. the main game I'm still playing, and uh, even though I've whined about it a lot, like, it's too long, and I still stand by that. It is. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's so good. Still, I, I, this is the crazy part. It, like, I get conflicted. I'm like, is this my favorite Assassin's Creed? And I can tell you many, many reasons why it shouldn't be. But it's also the only Assassin's Creed game that I've played 70-plus hours in and not really taken a big break. Mm. And I find that every time I'm in England, which I would say 65 hours out of of that 70 I've been in England, I have absolutely loved it. It's any time they take me out of England that I'm like, I don't care. Put (laughs) me back in England Let's get through this story. Let's keep moving this forward. I don't care about anything else. I did think the Vinland missions were cool, though. But anyway. I haven't done Vinland. Okay. That's like a side one, and I'm only focusing because, again, don't ha- I've done You don't have to do it. No, that's why I'm not, because I'm I'm a power level 325. Yeah, you're crushing I'm OP everybody. as hell. Yeah. And I'm just like, can we just get through this? But I have to say this. This is where I have to give the game props. Each area that you're taking over, while some of the missions, of course, are redundant, like you do, you're doing kind of the same thing for most of them. They do a really good job with each story being, and this is coming from a guy who does not give a crap about stories and games anymore. They do a good job of like keeping you kind of interested in what's happening in those territories and what you have to do to earn their their loyalty is what I will say. So they may at least make that interesting, and that's, to me, what they did good. I don't think the overarching story is that amazing so far, and sounds like to you, well, 
one of two of you, you don't think it ends very well. But I would say at least while you're playing the game, the areas that the territories you're taking over, they at least have interesting plots. So it's, I think it's, it's really that difficult. Dan doesn't feel like it ends. So it's like, well, it's just, I, he feels I, robbed of a true story conclusion. And I think I, that's fair. I feel like it's just too like spread out. It spreads itself out too thin. It does. Like I, I feel like when you have like uh, I there's too many territories. I, there's too I many. Forget what too I many was required lists. territories. I'm okay yeah. with the game being huge with tons to do, but the fact that they require you to do so much is where I kind of go. I I'm I in the camp. I, where I, say, I do... see why it annoys people, but I freaking loved it, and I kept I played it over a hundred hours. I loved this game, but I yeah, see why. I think I have to do four more, three or four more territories that are required. From the walkthroughs I've looked at, it looks like I need to do three or four more. And I'm like, plus, that's just England. Plus, I'm not going to spoil it. Then I've got to go to some other place for a different ending to the story that's yeah. going to have a bunch of shizit that I have to do. So the, You mean like with the potion stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that why I didn't I even also... finish. That, that stuff I barely even touched because I was just like, I don't even, this is a whole nother thing. And, and getting around that area is annoying. Thing. Like... It is, but I've heard that that's what makes kind of the story better. So I want to. It's want not to. so tied in that you have to play it, just to be clear. And I did, I did finish that element of the story. It does take a while. Um, it's just two new giant areas to explore. Um, well, I've already done the first part of Asgard. So you're and, uh, on oops, the second one. Damn it! And then I already did the second one. Okay. And well, then, then you're pretty I much at the go, end. Then I think you go back to. Yeah, I already said it. Asgard. Yeah, but that's that second trip there isn't as lengthy. All right, good. So, yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'm. I think it does belong in the top ten. It might not go real high on our combined list because Jeff hasn't really played it. Have you at all played this one, Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I played a few hours of it. Uh, The more I hear of it, the more I'm like, oh, I'm never going to beat it because it's like a Persona Five level of freaking length. It's ridiculous to me. It depends on what you like. Um, So for Persona Five, it's a very in general, even this long game, it's relatively linear in terms of exploring and, and things focused. like that. And this, it's true. very focused. Assassin's Creed is the opposite of focused. It literally puts you down in the middle of this massive map and is like, yeah. pick where you want to go. And some people like that. I really enjoyed it because I was able just to sit back and just enjoy playing it. But if you're yeah, on other games... I've been very focused in Assassin's Creed. Like, the yeah. only time I wasn't focused was when... And it was, you have to go back probably five or six weeks ago, well, longer than that, on our show, where it was actually Tim that was like, oh, you need to go back to the lady and talk to her. I totally forgot about her. I did get lost in, like, a territory and just started doing stuff. Like, I was just looting, like, I was looking for material, I was looking for armor, all this stuff, and that was all I was doing. I was like, "What? where am I going? Like, what am I doing? And then he's like, you need to go back and talk to the lady, and then she's going to tell you about another territory. And I was like, once I discovered that, and realize that because I don't think the game. I think the game notifies you because she literally says out loud after you finish the territory. She's like, "I need to go talk to Ravi or whatever her name is." But I must have missed that, and so I just started exploring the world. But once I knew, hey, that's what I need to do, then I got in a rhythm that I literally go from territory to territory. I don't do anything side quest. I only do the main narrative in those territories. Then I go back to her. The only uh, I, correction, the only side things I do is the the little black boy who gives you little missions to do for Opal, Opal. Right. I Opal. do those because I I'm always hoping he'll give me like some 
legit. And I have gotten some. Like, and those are like the most assassin, assassin-like things that you do in the whole game, right? Because you're just really you're going on hit missions yeah. essentially. Yeah. So I like those. But other than that, so I would say Jeff. If you like Assassin's Creed combat, like the Origins and Odyssey, this is a great game. And it, the length, while it can get annoying, as long as you pace yourself and maybe take... You can, in this game, take breaks because you're not going to be that lost when you get back. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's just fun. For me, Persona 5, like I, I played 40-plus hours of that game. I always want to go back and beat it. But the 100 hours is daunting because, for me, I'm only speaking to me, it's not fun. Like I don't like the the castles and stuff how they're uh-huh. how they're set up and all that stuff so I don't have fun with that, but with this game it is fun. They they do make some mistakes of course, but overall it's fun. That's what keeps yeah. me. That's why I said yeah. I think this could potentially be my favorite Assassin's Creed just because I've I'm gonna end up putting more time in it than any other. Yeah, I'm, I've super enjoyed all three of the modern, you know, the newer Assassin's Creed games, newer trilogy, whatever it's called, right? Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. Um, Odyssey is my favorite out of the three now that I've finished all three of them. I love Odyssey, and it probably is because I've also played all the DLC. Um, has a weaker overall main story and weaker main characters. I think the main characters of Valhalla are better, but I like the setting of Odyssey better. I think the visuals are just more striking. And anyway, we can, we can come back to this one as we get ready to rank some stuff. Um, I do wonder about Spider-Man Miles. Is there any reason we wouldn't put that in the top ten, right? No, yeah, it should be in the ten. Spider-Man, in my opinion. Okay. Based on everything that's been said about Spider-Man's visuals, the combat, and the story, I don't see how it can't be in our top ten based on how we ranked it before. Um, okay. Uh, talk to me about Resident Evil Three, or does that sit in the middle while we talk about other games too? Because I know Dan, you love it, and I know Derek, you were a little more lukewarm on it. I mean, um, gun to in, my head, gun to my head. If I had to pick between that and Assassin's Creed, I would pick Resident Evil. Uh, yeah. It's it's top fifteen. It's not actually top ten for me. Let's in my it own in personal list. Let's leave it in the middle for now. I don't think Jeff. I don't think Haven's gonna make it in. I think Pathless might be. I haven't played it yet, unfortunately, but it, I do. I do know it would be something that I'll enjoy. So it's free. Play it. But Haven. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's on Game Pass, Pass, you know. Ah, well, I don't have Game Pass, Jeff. Oh, look, how blue, right. look how blue you, uh, Dan Truman is. Yeah. That's great. Look at all this blue. Do you see any green? Well, maybe in a se- <laughs> maybe in a second this will be green. But Yeah, it'll, it'll turn green for a second. There you go. There it is. Not, not a true gamer. Doesn't <laughs> play all the consoles. Not true. Not true gamer. Um, all right, so does Doom Eternal belong on this list? Or maybe it's right there with Resident Evil 3 as, like, a maybe. Here's the thing about Doom Eternal. We've kind of crapped on this game a lot. Um. Uh, <laughs> But it's, it's it's all because our expectations were high. Oh, okay, I'll speak for myself. The yeah, reason I am, I have trouble if the reason I have trouble putting Doom Eternal high in nearly any category is because I felt like it was an overall letdown compared to Doom 2016, which yeah. completely was amazing. And this does feel like more of that. And for some reason, it's not more of the all the good stuff. It's more of it, but also it's not all good. I don't know how to explain it. It didn't feel quite the same. The experience just wasn't quite as fun. I don't know what it was. I just didn't. My adrenaline wasn't pumping in the same way. I was more frustrated at times. I think Derek talked about how they aren't as liberal with the ammo, which makes the combat kind of get interrupted a lot more frequently and platforming interrupts. So I like I was it a not lot. Paying I just wasn't at Tim until he triggered me with the word <laughs> liberal. Fair enough. Uh, I think it's safe to move Cyberpunk 2077 over to our top ten, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I have my gripes with that game and they're very justified, it's definitely in the lower part of my 10. Yeah. Because just because of how addicted to it I am. It is justified in your head, Jeff, which is wrong. Cyberpunk 2077 is actually number 10 on my list. And maybe it'll bump up a couple spots when I do actually finally roll the credits on it. Uh, I didn't play it at all this past week. Um, But I'm working my way through it. I like it a lot. It's very, very good. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I think Hades belongs on there, but it might be more of a Resident Evil 3 thing where we have to debate debate whether or not it goes in or not. Yeah. Um, What about Immortals? Did anyone else play it besides Derek? And do we fight for it in top 10? Or is it more of like... I mean, I played a little bit of it. It's fun, but I, I didn't get more into it. They yeah. just actually released a demo and I played it, so it was I played about an hour of it. It it does seem really fun, but it it doesn't I don't know. It seems more of like an a, a casual Assassin's Creed. Just kind of like, bring it over at least to the round two one. Yeah. Um, because it is in my top ten, even though I've only played four hours, I believe. I did put it in my top ten, but it it's more of a just knowing my taste potential thing, and that yeah. the only reason why I'm not playing this is because of Assassin's Creed. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, Dan, what about Animal Crossing? Oh God. I mean, maybe we should I, get a, a six-year-old girl on here to give their opinion. <laughs> oh my God. I, mean, I don't have. A we kid. do. We have Eric. one. It's Dan. <laughs> really? Ugly bitch. <laughs> so wait so you walk up to six-year-olds and call them ugly bitches <laughs> like, oh my gosh all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna channel like all right dad time that animal crossing spirit of kyle here and just say i mean if you guys want to leave it off that's fine but this is one of the biggest cultural games of 2020. <laughs> well, I was, but i, was I mean say. if you i mean i i mean i played it for like 200 hours and loved it but i mean if you guys don't like it that's fine i just think you're <laughs> how about you know, the only fun. guy on this podcast that actually played a literally probably 100 hours of it with his wife so how about i say this? how about i like, uppercut you in your uh in your i accidentally yeah, right. booted it up today does that count for anything <laughs> i was trying to play mario and i had, was using my daughter's uh, switch and I accidentally booted up Animal Crossing and I was extremely angry over that. <laughs> By the way, my daughter, no lie, took over a thousand pictures of that game. That's I had to go through and delete one thousand pictures. If you've ever tried to delete pictures on the Switch, it is a painful process. Is it one at a time or you're a painful process? No, you, you can, can multi-select hundred, but, but you have to manually one. select all 100 oh yeah there's not a select you can't just say select all and then it loads a delete no select all you can select a bunch before you hit delete but you still have to do it one at a time anyways animal crossing was definitely a very important game for this year just because of every well this past year because of just you know the state of the world but um it it certainly i i didn't play the previous games so like as far as like the things they added in this one compared to the other ones i can't speak to that i've i've heard that obviously there's how more high is it on your personal top 10 it's in the bottom okay. it's an important game and it is fun and it's it has a i lot would of imagine it's but, in yeah. kyle's top 10 i know he's not here so technically mm-hmm. he doesn't have a vote just like i didn't have a vote last week on any any topics I, you all talked I, about I, but I think it needs to be in round two, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that it just should do that it doesn't. Just simple things like just even just stuff in the menus that like doesn't make any sense. It's like this is twenty. We're in the year 2020. Why do you have to make this so cumbersome? Like little things like that. So, 
I'm moving Doom Eternal over to you just so we consider it before we fill out the last few spots there uh, in yeah, the final 10. I don't think, just based on how we're all talking about it, I don't think it's going to make it. But I don't think it will either. Um, no, it's Crash not. Bandicoot. I didn't Crusader even put Kings, it in my top 15. Crusader Kings 3, Crash Bandicoot 4, 13 Sentinels are all excellent games in their own right, especially for folks who like those genres. Like if you are a Crash fan, that was the game. If you love strategy games, Crusader Kings 3 was, I think, the best one. And 13 Sentinels is basically this anime um, brought to this anime movie brought to life. It's really beautiful. It's got a really intriguing uh, story around time travel stuff. Oh. But but it um, it's not the most fun to play. Like I, I got into the combat sections and I was like, oh, this is kind of a weird tower defense with little glowing dots instead of actual graphics. Like the graphics during the story parts are awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was looking forward to when I finally get to a real battle. And the battle is really this overhead kind of radar-looking view. It's hard yeah. to explain until you try it. It's just not my favorite. It seems like they definitely put most of the budget into the other part of the game, yeah. which is the story and the, and the, the voice act, The voice, and voice acting is acting. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so the only helpful. three so. games that I care about, and then you guys can gauge whether you care about them or are Mortal Shell, Neo 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. Of those three, which one takes the lead? Because none of those uh, would make my top ten. Okay. Even Watch Dogs? I thought you liked it. It's just oh. out of my top ten. Cyberpunk, um, Cyberpunk knocked that out of my top ten. I think I actually have Watch Dogs rated the highest on my personal top ten, then Mortal Shell, and then Neo 2. Okay. Which I think Neo 2 is kind of like Immortals, where I'm actually going to play it on PS5. I have a feeling it's going to end up being one of my favorite games. Not ever, but like one of my favorite Dark Souls type games. Well, I know that Kyle is not a fan of Watch Dogs Legion. I know he's not. He did not like it. I liked it a lot, though. And I did think it was more of an 8.5 as opposed to like a 7.5 average. I think that's what I put. My score was like an 8, 8.5. So I think it's a really it's, good game. Yeah, it's um, fun. Is it okay. top 10, though, for you well, guys? For me, not. it is, but I'm asking... No, you... not for me. Okay. No. It's it's like outside of it in the 15 somewhere. I have it just below... I think I've got it at number 13, just behind Gears Tactics. So I liked it a lot. It's just not my, it's not my top... That's one I was going to mention here, too. I think it's safe to keep Gears and Dreams off of the list. Mm-hmm. Yep. So God, I wish I wish I could fight for dreams more. I think, I think you guys have your minds made up about what it is as a game. So, what I'm dreams? Not really gonna fight for it more. Yeah, dreams. Yeah, I appreciate what dreams is. Like, I I like what media, media molecule does. It's mm-hmm. just um, I don't know. It's it's just not it's not easy to jump into. It's not super user friendly. If there was anybody on this podcast that would have liked it, I'm not saying Tim couldn't like it. It would have been Daniel, and if he's not screaming on the rooftops, this is a must, I wouldn't think it needs to be on. It's just like, it's like learning another language, you know? You have to have the patience and the interest in it. Yeah, you said patience. Well, you don't even have to pursue it as a creator. You can just play it everybody else is created. It's basically like a games library. It's pretty impressive. But then you also, with that being the case, though, you are essentially playing mostly amateurish game yeah. you know? mm. so, and then you occasionally you see those things on like twitter pop up and you're like wait this is this was made in dreams how, how is that even possible? if dreams yeah. has the original twisted metal remade then i'll i'll put it in my top 10 probably does so jeff i'm gonna take a leap here and say the pedestrian isn't 
gonna be no. in the top ten, but I did no. like hearing your description of it. It is in my ten though, top. and uh, also I forgot to mention, uh, you know, aside from like the realistic, uh, other than the person that you're animated as, the realistic environments and stuff. Um, the score is very much something from like Pixar. It's so ah, freaking really? good. Yeah, nice. Be careful with your Pixar comparisons around here. Dan just throws it around all the time. I didn't say the visuals. All right. Doom Eternal and Pixar are pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Um, I think Yakuza needs to at least be talked about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would put it in the 10, but... uh, I don't even know if it would not be in the top 10 if Kyle was here. Right. I think it would be if Kyle were here, and I also I would support it being on there too. So we'll talk about that. Any of these rests that we want to fight for, like for me, Spirit Fair and Haven are in my top ten. I have them, but, them. Ten, but uh, yeah. And I know you. Hyrule Warriors in is in my top fight. fifteen, but it's not top ten. Okay, so Hyrule can stay. I do think it's a great game. Yeah, it's fun. So I've got um, Spirit Fair and Haven and Yakuza all right at the bottom of my top 10, just around Cyberpunk. Those are all kind of grouped together. Yeah. So, Fair and Mathis are at the bottom of my 10 right now. Yeah. So I I would pick Spirit Fair over Haven if I mm-hmm. had to move one of them over to fight for, and Haven exactly. can stay off the list. Um, I think I've talked about it enough on these shows to let people know that it's good, they should try it. Yeah, Haven's really good. But I think Spirit Fair should at least be talked about, mm-hmm. um, even if it doesn't make the cut. Uh, and then Star Wars Squadrons and Pathless, both excellent. Yeah. Will, they make, will they make the cut, though? I don't see no pathless won't even though it's really good uh, and it's in my ten personally but I mean I could see arguments against it especially because it's so open and I don't know it's just not it it didn't make my top ten although I did really like it and the reason yeah. it didn't is because it just was such a short experience I mean it was four and a yeah, half hours yeah that's another knock yeah um so it takes a long although time I liked combat, it so. Yeah, I liked yeah. it, but um, I bet you if you were to ask me about it in like five months, I'd be like, oh, I kind of forget that game because it's just yeah. so it's just so brief. And so. Squadrons for me is right outside my ten. Uh, I yeah. was just so impressed with that experience, and, and we already talked about the combat, and yeah. uh, well, and I think we talked about the graphics too. Um, but yeah, the combat was just not what I expect. I expected it to just be like pew pew, and that's it, you know. But they added so much other stuff and detail that was really impressive. So Derek, is it fair to move Mortal Shell and Neo back over here, and we can keep? Um, what do we put? Our, oh, Watch wait, Dogs. We, Watch Dogs. Yeah, leave Watch Dogs in for consideration, but move Mortal Shell and Neo two off. Yeah, I mean they're not going to go anywhere with you guys because you know you're pathetic. <laughs> They're both hey, good, but <laughs> welcome to my life. I freaking poured my heart out for a seven uh, remake on story, and no one listens. No, I'm just kidding. Well, Dude, oh, we did it was still in the top two. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not good okay. enough, Jeff. You got everyone Don't to spoil vote for, it for it me. I haven't gotten place. to that. And everyone yet. was going to vote for Ghost second place. So you convinced I everyone. You, I I let you oh, put it in. Thank you for two. your permission. <laughs> thank you for your permission. Even though Ghost is better, but okay. <laughs> All right. Japanese, so it. It's a win for me. So for those of you who are listening Racist. and not tracking along on the video, the seven that we already have moved over okay. uh, in alphabetical order here are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk, Seven Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Ori, Spider-Man, and Last of Us Part Two. So those are the seven that we have in the list. I think those are pretty solidly going to make it's a the good-ass list. <laughs> sure is, buddy. Uh, and list. then we have eight games that need to be trimmed down to three to fit into the list. Some of them I think we have to to match up against each other because they're being um, championed by one or two people. So, for example, Dan, you might have to pick between 
which one would you push for, Animal Crossing or RE3? Resident Evil, obviously. Um, <laughs> Derek, you might have to look at Watch Dogs versus Immortals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think I I didn't expect Hades or Spirit Fair to make the top ten, so I'm holding those I'm, very loosely. I'm looking at every single one of these, and I'm like, I could see an argument for not putting any of these in there and just end up going with the top seven for some reason. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, think, I think Yakuza needs to come over. It's just so quality in every way. Dude, yes, it's so good, but I mean, I get it if you guys are haters or whatever. No, I I have played it a little more since we talked last week, and Kyle, you know, continued to do a great job of convincing us about the story last week. I did keep playing it a little bit, and I I still really like it. It's really, really good. And I don't usually like that style of... Dude, me neither. This made me want to, like, it made me want to go back and play the the older entries. Different gameplay, though. Just, very different game yeah totally play, different yeah. but there's a there's definitely a justification for that too in the yeah. story uh which I, I thought was really clever so i'm, right. I'm gonna move it in there if you guys really um, are opposed let me know no, no i mean i listen that's 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 our like secret little hey kyle you weren't here you get yakuza <laughs> that means animal crossing cannot come over like, i already it's said not resident coming evil. over i already said resident evil so. all right so animal crossing is gonna Good. move back i just want to make stop. sure animal crossing I too would have picked resident evil. stop over. looking at pictures of boobs on your phone and listen to what we're saying all right <laughs> he just um, needed to say liberal again jokes this on is, you it's dude's butts he's looking at this is <laughs> with little circles Amen, brother. <laughs> little um, the uh, Doom Eternal, I think, is going to move off the list. I don't think it's going to make it. No. Yeah, none so, of us are feeling passionate about it being on the list. So uh, that's a good gauge right there. All right, Derek. I'm, between Immortals and Watchdogs, I would lean towards Watchdogs. I have to pick Watchdogs just because I played it and beat it and loved it. And Immortals is more, like I said, like Neo <laughs> Two, where it's potential, and I'm going to probably say next year how great it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so it, it kind of comes down to stuff like Hades versus Spirit Fair. Do I want to fight? That's, for a, that's a really good matchup, honestly, because they're both like hand drawn or whatever. And if I had to pick between the two, I would pick Hades because mm. the game is fun to play. Spirit Fair is an amazing little kind of boat sim game. I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to yeah, really describe. It's super unique. Yeah. But so I think it's really, really cool. But Hades to me is more fun moment to moment. You can jump in at any point and do a run in Hades. It's not that hard to pick up and play. It is hard to be amazing at it. Um but, but that's intentional though, right? It's designed. It is intentional. I, I think it makes Hades. I think it makes way more sense Hades being on there. I, I I've heard enough about Hades and Yakuza to know that they definitely should be on the list just because yeah, their of quality. their quality and what yeah. what they do. They do breaks, really well. Like breaks my heart to not have Spear Fair in there because it isn't my ten and Hades isn't, and I think that's only because Hades wasn't. I didn't play it. As so much I give Hades the edge did. on my personal list too. Hades is my seventh favorite, and Spirit Fair is my eighth on my personal Ooh, list. Wow. And it, I mean they're really close. Neck and then and Hades, neck, man. Yeah. And then Hades I get is my ninth. It. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they're all really close. Um, okay, so now we're down to Hades, Watch Dogs, and Resident Evil, and I'm. This is a little bit odd for me like i put hades in over watchdogs but not by much mm. i'm thinking dan would put in resident evil mm-hmm. Derek, i'm gonna guess you'd put in watchdogs out of these three uh yeah although resident evil might be close i don't know for you uh, well it would be watchdogs and resident evil you know i don't care about hades at all and then jeff which one would you go because i think the reason um, I split it up that way is I think you've essentially got one picking for each of these. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would go. I mean, Hades, I would for sure put in there myself. Um, I feel so torn about Watch Dogs and Resident Evil Three because, like, Watch Dogs is fun, more fun for me to play, for <laughs> because Resident Evil nails what it's going for so hard that I'm like scared to play it sometimes. <laughs> but that's what they do. That's what they do best, though. Um, I, I, I don't really, know. I, I don't. I don't know. It's, I really make it make it tough. I truly think the only thing that Resident Evil 3 has against it is just the 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 lack of like certain sections that should have been there that that was there in the original. Otherwise, I I think it's still very high quality. Like the yeah. quality Does it get a of knock it because it's a remake. Does it get a knock for that? Well, no, because um because again they they fleshed it out enough like they did with Resident Evil Remake 2. Yeah, um, yeah. Resident we Evil ranked 2 that remake. pretty high. Um, we ranked that one pretty high. Like again, I think like, actually three got hurt, but because two. Not only is two a better game, well, but yeah. the remake was better, and so because this is the second remake that's been released yeah. in the last what year? I think it came out a year after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resident Evil Two. It's not as like even for me, like Resident Evil Two remake was much higher up. Not just again because it was a better game, but because it was so high quality. Three matches that quality-wise. Like, I can't complain about three. It looks good. It plays good. I just beat it again. Um, but it's not It's it's not even in my top ten. So, mm. it, is it higher than Hades? Yes. Like, I don't care about Hades at all. And that's not just me being a hater. I think if you guys moved Hades over, I'm not going to whine about it because I know it's quality. It's just not something I care. I about. think it's one of the highest quality. I just—it's not my favorite I genre. I honestly of think, game. objectively, it would be a mistake if we left Hades off. I, I think it goes in over Watch Dogs, just quality-wise. I don't get Watch Dogs has to go, but my vote would be Resident Evil Three then. Just so okay. You know. Well, th- but I'm curious. Was about though. to argue for the quality of game that Resident Evil Three puts yeah. is basically over Watch yeah. Dogs because Watch Dogs. You know, it's an open world, so it's clunky, and there's some. Uh, we we can get definitely get into. Uh, there's already game some broken games in, do... in the ten that, in the ten that we have, or the yeah. nine that we have already. Watch Dogs doesn't do everything good. No, it does. it's like, just fun. What it does do when it comes to like fun, like gameplay, it yeah. does amazingly. But everything else and the world, London's awesome. But yeah. everything else, like voice acting, story, is okay. Yeah, um, story's not much for me at all. The dialogue, all that stuff's bullcrap. It's it's like, not. It's I know not you and enough. I know Resident you Evil's and got I, a polish to it. I know you and I bust each other's balls with with the Resident Evil Three, but I I just don't get as a Resident Evil fan why you don't like this one that much. Like, I'm just, why it legitimately confuses me. I I think it's very high quality. It's just missing. Daniel, a, it's I will missing always confuse you. Well, yes, I understand. Absolutely. You should confuse you. Once a person (laughs) figures me out, I intentionally change. Okay. (laughs) I'm a a chameleon. That is an amazing quote. (laughs) That is an amazing quote. All right, so Resident Evil 3 and Hades have found their way into the top ten. I think that's the right call. I think, Jeff, to your point, Resident Evil 3 is... It's too high quality for us not to give it recognition. I, I agree with that. I think Watch Dogs probably needed another half year of polish and they should have rethought the way they did the voices and and they should have done a central we talked about this as a story last week it it really missed the ball on not having a central character there's too many knocks on it i get it i enjoyed it though like i still recommend people it's, play it it's definitely I a fun, fun factor yeah i think it's fun uh, and and the plot twist was so predictable like it really like was. i knew 
in the first ten minutes, I'm like, oh, this person's the best. Yeah, when they when they did the plot twist, I was literally like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I can already. Yeah. I can it's already. Almost no points for story for me. It, it yeah. just didn't really hook yeah. me at all in the story. And I know I'm making it sound, but trust me, when I I do my top ten, it's 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 I think number five. So that's how much fun I had with it. So yeah, I'm knocking awesome. it, so but I'm go, knocking it out of objectiveness. It seems like you go for the uh, the fun stuff. Well, I can't really say that because last was part two, but uh, <laughs> that is seems fun. like you go for the fun. Yeah, but that's more, the game's more than fun the story. Um, <laughs> You're a monster. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm being serious. I'm not even trying to be like cool. Like I play The Last of Us because it's fun. Well, the second we'll start thinking Derek's cool, he's just gonna change. So yeah, we'll talk about it. Here's the ten games that we need to now rank in alphabetical order. They are Valhalla, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy, Ghosts, Hades, Ori, RE3, Spider-Man, Last of Us, and Yakuza. Um. So I think the ones that barely made the cut probably need to be in the bottom half. So I'm gonna move stuff like. Hades. Resident, Evil, Resident Evil 3 can go at the bottom. Like I think clearly quality-wise amongst all of this, it's at the bottom. So. Okay. All right. Well, then that's definitely a number 10 then. Since the I think Yakuza should be 9 unless you guys really like it. I, I personally I really like Hades do. more. But I, I get it if Hades goes up. I mean, uh, you know, games media, you guys are, you know... Really- <laughs> Uh, don't throw right. up, don't throw that out there. Okay. Right? Eric's gonna have a fit. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let me just give you some context. I am not being influenced by games media, <laughs> Derek. And Jeff. So when I finally bought my PC, and thanks to guys like Lee and to Derek for being my sounding boards as I was trying to figure out what PC to buy and all that kind of stuff, finally got the PC, set it up, and I got on my Epic Games account. That's one of the first purchases I made because it was still on early access. It wasn't out yet, hadn't been announced for Switch yet. It was still just early access on Epic Games Store. So I bought it because I already knew that I loved that developer and mm-hmm. this game looked cool. Sasan so was talking about how it's an amazing game. Got it. And I played through a ton of this game when it was before it had gone to version 1.0 and officially was out. I loved this game. Now, could it have been impacted a little bit by the fact that I had a new shiny PC and everything was cool? Maybe. Yes. But I thought <laughs> it was so good. And then I got it on the yes. Switch and the save finally can transfer over to the Switch and it's a blast on the Switch as well. Yeah. I like it better. I think both objectively and just personally, I like it better than Yakuza. Bummer. But, but Tim, I'm okay with just, it. Um, I think Kyle would vote for Yakuza. I would. Jeff, I think is voting for Yakuza. I'm voting for Hades. Derek and Dan, what would you pick? Well, just real quick though, when you said not influenced by game media, I want you to put a little asterisk in the video and and put is influenced by game media. <laughs> As you're saying that you're I'm, not. I, here's by what it. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Again, I got. I'm gonna knock the objective out because. Objectively, I put Hades above Yakuza, and I'm not saying it's because it's a better game. I'm just saying, like, I think for like gameplay and all that stuff, it's it's better. But I personally, if you're like Derek, you have to sit down and play one of these games for five hours straight. I'm picking Yakuza. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I so can see the knocks against it being like, well, it's just, I mean, the writing is just more Yakuza and what you expect from those games, but. I don't know, man. The writing is just so freaking good. So, um, just they the do it, a good job with their with their drama, like yeah. they're over the it's top drama, drama. And it's yeah, it's so comedic. I mean, these are straight up comedy games, but they're like they very funny. They really do nail the characters so well that when there are not really emotional beats, but when there are actual serious beats, they don't feel like out of place, uh, yeah. which is such an insane balancing act. So when you guys look at um, the other seven games, would you put any of these three, 
Yakuza, Hades, or Resident Evil 3 over any of those seven? Are we no. off? Are you good? These bottom three feel right to me. I like the order I mean, we have them in in the bottom three. Again, and I'm not being a wise guy, just for me personally. Wise guy, man. Valhalla would be at the very bottom, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, you have terrible taste. Yeah. Okay, so do you. I didn't even bother saying we that. We can go back and forth all day. <laughs> I didn't even bother saying that because I know that Valhalla is going to be like end up in the top five regardless. So <laughs> It might be. I, I don't to. know. I, I don't know. I think, to me, I put this one in cyberpunk on a very similar playing field yes. of like they're very yeah. quality in a lot of ways but they're not going to strike for everybody yeah if you don't like the setting or if I you're feel not like... if you're not a fan of the pacing or whatever the thing is you might not love it mm-hmm. like others do like cyberpunk i love cd project red because of the witcher 3 this game is not like a instant home run no-brainer for me personally yeah. how much has, did you I, play I, of cyberpunk i'm almost done i just haven't played in the last week but i'm almost done okay um, I, I think I have. I looked through at a walkthrough, and I think I've got maybe three or four main missions left. If did I decided you just to mainline it. it, or did you do like exploring? Did you loot? And get so oh, I've put about twenty-five hours into it. Okay, that's that's a little bit more than mainlining it. Okay. Yeah. So not a ton of side stuff, admittedly, but a lot. Yeah. By the end, I was like at thirty. Four. No, I was definitely. I think I've only got like two, three hours left. I was like at forty. I was I was closer to like sixty hours. I didn't even do that much side stuff. I got obsessed with getting like the best loot, so I spent many, many hours just going and getting the best guns and armor. My problem is that I don't have fun fighting. I like this. I like this. The world and the characters and the decisions, and then I get actual battles. When I get to the actual battles, I'm not having that much fun with the combat. I, I like had it. such a hard time with smart guns, honestly. I don't. I, maybe I just don't know how to work them right or something. But every time I fired them, it like went other. I just love the gratification in shooters of like shooting somebody directly in the face yeah. so and seeing them splatter and hearing it, that pop up sound. Like I will say, so they really me. nail the shooting when you like nail the guy in the head. Yeah. Like you can feel it. Like there's oh, like yeah. this like thump. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Destiny 2 type thump when you shoot them in the head, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's so I'm, gratifying. As I'm playing it, though, I keep finding myself wishing that the combat played like Borderlands, and then I feel like this would be a much better game for me personally. And I know people love the RPG elements to it, and I've tried, and I've dug into them, and I've maybe I'm doing it the wrong way. Maybe I need to go through a guide. I'm just not enjoying all that stuff that much. So... I feel the same way about Cyberpunk that I feel like Dan feels about Assassin's Creed. So I feel like those are going to be tough to put too high based on the other ones they're going up against because we at least have one person on the panel that's not loving it. We like it, just don't love it. And so that's how I feel about Cyberpunk. I really like, I liked my time with Cyberpunk, but man, it was a freaking, oh man, it took way too long for me to find a working version of the game. So I feel Um, like these two belong below the other five. Of Final Fantasy, Ghosts, or Spider-Man: Last of Us. That's just uh, see, like it, um, you're now taking two of my top four games and dropping them really low. So I think the case for it. I think the best. I think the best approach is to really just divide the the sort of like gameplay, uh, story, music, and all that, and then start kind of cataloging. Well, what does better in this category and is this game do better in these two categories versus the other? Because, I mean, like, you can sit here and say, I like this more, but, like, you yeah. got to kind of think of all the different sections of the game. You know, how does it play? How's the story? Is the music so, great? Is, you know? Here's how I see this kind of 
panning out and you guys can disagree or not. I think The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and Final Fantasy 7 are probably going to be in our top three or four. That's what I said last week. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, and y'all know I don't like Final Fantasy 7. So if it ends up being Weirdo. high, it's only because of you guys. Cause it's very it weird. It deserves to be. Those top, are in my top personal ten. top three, yes. Yes. Okay, so then Sony those ponies, need all to us. be moved <laughs> up to the top. We can figure out the order later. And then I think <laughs> this is where it, like, it depends on how high y'all feel about Ori and Spider-Man compared to how... Because Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk destroy... Not destroy, because I like to worry a lot. But it destroys Spider-Man for me. And I like those two games more than I liked Ori. Like, I don't they're get, rated higher. But Spider-Man works. So... Yes, Why are we does, defending such broken games? But you're talking just gameplay-wise. <laughs> I didn't like the story. I thought the story was stupid. I thought the villain was retarded. No, I thought wrong. it was. I mean, you're it wrong. Felt, it felt like a small game. I never felt like I was yeah. playing this big. And I know it's not. I'm just telling you why it's a not fair. for me. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. I, I just didn't feel like it was a complete game. I felt like it was a short story that I didn't care about. Yeah, we put it number four for story. But it's Story's very awesome. high up for me combat-wise. Like, I've already said it on the previous yeah. show. I think yeah. Spider-Man Miles Morales plays way better than... In 2018, played fine. It wasn't like it was broken. I just think it's more... Fu- I shouldn't say it played way better. It was more fun yeah. for me than, than 2018. And the visuals are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On PS5, well, it's stunning. Yeah. Number. Even like, on yeah. like PS4, I noticed the graphics. I don't know. It just looked better. Because like, I yeah. went back to 2018 Spider-Man right after that. And I was just like, I don't know. I just wanted to go back to Miles. Well, um, Jeff and Dan, what do you guys do between Spy- uh, Cyberpunk? I mean, we keep saying Cyberman or Spider-Punk. But anyway, <laughs> well, like, what do you do between those two? Like to go with because again, Derek is the kind of person like he has said his himself, he will skip story beats because like mm-hmm. sometimes he's just not feeling it. He's not feeling what that story is. And I mean, with Spider-Man, if that's how he felt, that makes sense. Um, I gravitate towards emotional stories. I, I definitely got choked up at the ending of it. Um I just because of that relationship with that particular character and then mm-hmm. like kind of that last fight, everything that goes on there, the sacrifice that occurs. Um, I think that's the thing, though. The way like the city you guys, reacts, and that's well, fine yeah, if you get so emotional yeah. and you connect with it. My reasoning that I can't connect with it is this, and I'm not making this up to be funny on the show. This is literally what I was doing. I was like, this is not even realistic at all. This is stupid. Like some of her reactions <laughs> to things, I'm like, no, she wouldn't have reacted that way. Like you just did this to create something that you didn't have to. Well, do, do you remember what those moments were? Yeah. The entire time she's talking to him and he's talking to her, there's always a coincidental interruption when when they're trying to finish like a serious conversation. Uh, or he would tell her something or she would find out something and her reaction didn't match for mm-hmm. me. Again, everybody has different personalities. A realistic reaction. I don't know. Like, just instead disagree. of just working I, actually, this out with your friend that you're really close to, they kept avoiding the conversation and well they hadn't seen each other in so long though so there was sort of like this mm-hmm. kind of time this this gap in time where like they sort of went in different directions as people yeah. and, and then when they're talking later they in the game i'm not even well, talking right. when they first meet and she won't talk but even I later in that. the game i understand though. a personality of somebody who has a secret 
and mm-hmm. they don't feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, it. they both they they both have like similar backstories yeah, and trajectories as people. Yeah, and tragedies uh, from from their life that influenced what what they ended up doing with their life. I guess um, I kind of see what you're saying because, but I and I think that's a product of the game being not a full game. Like it's like we have to wrap up the story and we have to have conflict. Yeah. So I kind of get what you're saying but I about also the story. Feel like, so I agree with Jeff there that it is because I do believe it's because it's short. But mm-hmm. I also felt like it was like, I do think they were trying to get you to care for this character and then this character becomes the baddie. So now you have this emotional thing at the end of the game. That for me, maybe it worked for y'all. It just didn't and I know I normally you. insult yeah. you guys and be like, you're dumb, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to. I'll be nice. I just think it's forced and it was stupid. Like that, well, dude. My, I'm having. I'm. You're, as you're describing stupid, the Spider-Man but. stuff, I'm. Honestly, my experience with Cyberpunk has been similar at times. As there's real serious moments, and when you're talking with Johnny Silverhand, there are times when I'm having trouble connecting with the consistent. They're so inconsistent, and it's because dude, the game is yeah, so open. And, and I think it's something to do with the the order of the missions or something. And yeah. and. And that's not, I, I don't know, you shouldn't have to well, rely discussed... on the order in which you play yeah. a, a game for well, the story. Because of that. Yeah, yeah we, we discussed that last time because yeah. Kyle and I was, were saying how, like, we had all these other moments where, like, it kind of filled in some gaps. So, like, that that um, beginning to end like... with Johnny Silverhand kind of felt a little more fleshed out. And you know? yeah, to us it feels. I played sp- literally yeah. every story in mission. I don't understand, like. Well, because no, I feel things. like so, there's some side played, missions that he pops up in, and he had kind of played a lot of of cyberpunk, and I'm still playing it. Like I'm actually playing through it a second time, wow. um, and I'm not starting from the save point where you can get different endings. That's on my PC. I'm playing my second playthrough on my Xbox. I'm continuing it. By the way, it looks way better on the Series X now than it did when it launched. Like, it actually visually looks better. Oh, I don't know what they them, did. Finally. And they didn't patch, like, a Series X patch, so I don't know what they did. Um, but anyways, um, but I will say, um, Johnny, my again, you make your own decisions technically in this game, but my relationship with Johnny and V was very hostile, like, mouthy. And then towards the end of my PC playthrough, it like switched in this one mission where Johnny was like, "Yeah, we we talked about really like you, dude. We we had the same, yeah, yeah." yeah. And I'm like, "Uh, "Wait, I still don't like you." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I wasn't ready to get there yet, and the game was telling me to get there, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I do agree (laughs) that kind of happened. So I guess it's disjointed depending on how you approach Johnny. Then no, yeah, if you're nice to Johnny and you like him right away. I think him naturally going like, hey, you know, blah, 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 fits. Whereas when we're literally mouthing off each other the entire time, and then all of a sudden in this one mission, he like spills his guts about something and then basically says, you mean the world to me and I want to save you or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I still don't like you. Yeah. I felt like I had to tell him, yeah, I feel the same way. So I did. I faked it like I do in all my relationships. Alone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's well, smart, one actually. That's we, smart. One of these that we haven't talked about, because there's been a lot said about these, which is really interesting. I do think there's it's very close between these middle four of AC, Cyberpunk, Ori, and Spider-Man. I think it's close, at least. Uh, it um, is. Yeah. I think 
it's it's okay with me if Ori ends up landing at the bottom of these four, which would put it at uh, number seven, I guess. Um, I think that's a good spot on our shared list. But for me, it is higher. It's it's right behind the top three. It's number four for me. This game just resonated in every way visually. Just I support Ori being higher, but of course I'm putting it above Spider-Man, which you've got the other two. So you've got me and Tim that are pro Ori. And then you've got Jeff and Dan that would be pro Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. we're split there. And then you've got Dan and Derek who are pro Cyberpunk. Well, we could just put a vote to it. Yeah, I think, we're, I think we're going to have to do that. Because um, I don't think we're just going to land. Same thing will happen up with the top three probably too. So, uh, Jeff, let's start with you. If you had to rank these one through four, what are you, what are you ranking them? Uh, well, I'm just going to be straight. Or is there anything consider... else you want to say about them, I should say? Anyone want to say anything else about them before we do that? Are we good? Uh, I'm just going to be straight with y'all and not even consider, um, you know, the group in this ranking. Because that's what we're supposed to do, right? Yes. Unless some kind of conversation. The whole point of our debate was to maybe sway each other one way or yeah. another. And so you guys have me believing that Spider-Man is deserving of even the fourth spot, if it makes it there, I just I haven't played it because you guys yeah, have done a good, I get that. good job. So I mean, I would put personally just because of my experience with the game being you know smooth and me latching onto the story and the characters, I would put uh, Miles Morales ahead of all of these. Okay. Um, and 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 this is not a knock on what I put last. Just want to let y'all know that it's just because I haven't played it as much. But I would put Cyberpunk next just because I beat it and it. It did hook me, even though I have so many gripes about the game. Uh, and then I would put Assassin's Creed and then Ori. And it's only, again, it's only because I haven't played it as much as uh, you guys have. No, that's fine. That, that makes sense. I think it's uh, fair. Derek, what would you do? All right, so Valhalla is going to be one, Cyberpunk, two, Ori, three, Spider-Man, four. Dan, what about you? You doing math on the fly is impressive, dude. Oh, <laughs> Wait, so you give the most points to Spider-Man? Uh, I gave it one. No, no, got... Derek did. No, no, right? I gave it one point. Oh, I thought. I... Okay, never mind. I misheard. Don't that. don't confuse us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so literally going down the list, uh, one, two, three, four. Oh, that's the number of points you would give it. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, poor Spider-Man. I'm not going to do the math first. I'm just going to rank them the way I would rank them. I'm not going to do the math first. To me, Ori goes number one. So that goes Mm -hmm. up to 10. Um, Assassin's Creed is my second one. That's also a 10. And I'm making this difficult for everybody. I'm sorry. And then Cyberpunk is next, which is also a 10. I didn't mean to do this. And then Spider-Man is one. Are you fucking serious? That deserves a fuck. Democracy wins. wins. So, for those of you who are just listening, that evens this out at ten points apiece for all four. So we, the only thing we can do is either someone has to be okay with switching their vote, or we have to go to the Metacritic averages, which I believe is going to be. So how many? We have three at the top, three at the bottom, right? So let's just say this is collectively our fourth pick. All four. It's a tie for four. <laughs> it is a literal tie. So I mean, I think we have to go with the. Um, no, here's what we could do. Yeah. All right. So we already said that we do the. We could do the community votes on it. 
Well, we could do where their <laughs> their top their top thing. one was Jeff and 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 Dan's top one was Spider Man, and then my top one was Assassin's Creed, and mine's Ori. Ori. So Spider Man has two votes for number That's, one. And this is I don't want it to be four, just so y'all know. So I'm doing this. Unbiased. Oh, this, so you're doing like more of a ranked choice. Yeah, yeah like so Spider-Man got the most number one votes. Yeah, so Spider-Man got the most number one votes. And he got the most number four votes. Yeah, but it's the only way we can move it up. Let's just move it up. Unless but y'all have a problem with that. With ranked choice, you rank the number ones more, or you weigh them more, even if it got yeah, like the two number four. At least we know whatever, what's number four. Place. We've got Spider-Man is number four. Well, if we did end up going by, I'm okay with doing it that way because then it's just from us. If we did end up going from the users, by the way, and these aren't necessarily the way that they I mean, landed, you could do that too. Uh, from our community, then number four would be Cyberpunk. None of us yeah, picked that. Do, so it doesn't do surprise the users. me. I like the users. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is our list. They have their own list. They can make their own bad choices. <laughs> I mean, we didn't do a good job though. We're tied no, at ten, no. ten, ten. The system 10. that the system that you were just saying, I think that's I think that makes sense. Which one with Derek saying number one? I think so too. Because then it's just it's just from us then. Um, yeah. So just move Spider Man to four, and then Ori got one vote. Assassin's Creed got one vote. So those two would be. And then Cyberpunk at the bottom. So I think least. the way the way we should do it is. Um, Spider-Man should be four, and then Tim and I should decide whether it's Assassin's Creed or Ori. Like, it, oh, it's up to us which one goes in the five slot. That is a tough one. Because I'll be honest with you, the reason I'm okay doing that is I'm okay moving Ori up as much as I love. I, I was gonna Assassin's say, Creed. I think y'all both love Ori though, so that's the thing. Yeah. So why I don't we just have too many criticisms of Valhalla to put it above Ori, even though I did love it. So I don't have any criticisms of Ori. I think it's a... So then let's move Ori up. All right. So Spider-Man, Ori, and then it really just comes down to where you guys want to rank Cyberpunk versus Assassin's Creed, which we could do our own vote there. Yeah. You could do uh, a vote there. Which one would you pick over the other man, one? We're only, we're only breaking Derek's heart more if we do a vote on that. Um, I'm doing Assassin's Creed. Give it. So my. We're just gonna be tied again. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we're just gonna be tied again then. Yeah. There you go. Kyle, where are you when we need you? Although I, he'd probably. He would go Cyberpunk. He would for sure. He did not have a good experience with Valhalla. All right. Well, like, let's let's like let Kyle have a phantom it, vote. But then it broke on him, and he. Let's give Kyle a phantom vote, and we'll give Cyberpunk the edge. Okay. Because yeah. he would pick Cyberpunk over AC. I think. Oh, yeah. Right. That, I hope Kyle's okay. By the way, I mean. Do he's probably just sleeping, Kyle, I hope you're okay. I mean, he's 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 uh he's probably just sleeping. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. If that's the case, then great. I hope that's all. I hope he's not like <laughs> probably he's still camping out in the Rockies and it's like one degree outside. So I hope he's no. Okay. He wouldn't do something that silly because it's yeah. It sounds like a nightmare over there right now. All right, well we've got our bottom seven here, and starting with number ten, it's RE three, and then Hades at nine, Yakuza at seven. I'm sorry, at eight. Bad counting. Assassin's Creed at seven, Cyberpunk at six, Ori at five, Spider-Man at four. And then we've got our top three. We have to look at Final Fantasy, Ghost, and Last of Us Part Two. What did we do on last week's episode? Because that's probably what it's going to end. Well, I actually, I see Final Fantasy swapping because Derek hates Seven Remake apparently. So. Oh, so trash. It is so. Not, oh my God. 
I just for one moment serious. Can you just for one moment talk seriously about that game? <laughs> for one moment, <laughs> I have me been like talking serious. Just because you can't accept that I don't like it, that doesn't change it. I don't think you look dislike it. It's kind of like when Derek makes a really good point about culture or something, but he says anyone who disagrees is dumb AF, and it's like, well, they're not going to listen to you now, even though you made a great point. <laughs> he could write, like, the most, like, I know Tim reads my stuff. Something. He's like, damn, he's really smart. He has great insight. And there he goes calling for me a fucking douchebag. <laughs> We've talked about this before, where I'm like, man, you make so many good points, but then you lose people with the... Uh, and so stop being an idiot who's in love with his mother or whatever it is that you say. <laughs> you know, abbreviations, you know. Yeah, all the abbreviations with the yeah. emojis. Doesn't yeah. know how to say brother. For those of us who love you, brother. it's endearing. For those who don't know you at all, they hate it so much. Yeah, they do. And it yeah, is. Yeah, it was. It was when 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 I first joined the group and like when I you know finally started interacting and stuff and uh, when we were I'm pretty sure it was just something trivial like games or movies where uh, Derek and I would disagree on something and he would throw out the dumb AF stuff <laughs> and uh, then I was like oh that's just how he talks so then yeah, when yeah, we started yeah. talking about real life stuff I was like that's just how he talks so I yeah. you know you just have to you just gotta you gotta wade your way through you that guys stuff to get would the meat. totally <laughs> love me when I'm being a youth pastor because I talk exactly like the <laughs> really? these kids yeah, I they, so they love me because they're like they'll be like you know obviously when I was an official youth pastor I would try not to cuss yeah but they'd be like Derek we know you want to say shit just say shit I'll be like you it's just dumb shit you understand what I'm saying so I would just drop it right there boy That's you cool. you let the teens manipulate you like that you're a really good leader oh they love they love me they still love me because they they tell me the feedback they I always get whether you like me or not if you do take the the time to get to know me is you're getting the real me. You're not yeah. going to get like a fake version to appease you. Yeah. So there, there's good and bad to that. Of Customer course, service version or it's, yeah, well, sir, let me take a look at that for you. <laughs> only if you're, only if you're dating me, you'll get the fake version. That's okay, it. That's if you right. want to date me, you get a fake version. All right. So for this top three, it can be tough to, uh, to revisit all the stuff we've talked about. We've hashed out visuals, Man, gameplay, yeah. story, all kinds of stuff that these games have been vying for the top spot uh, in a bunch of different lists. So we don't have to dive back into every element of each of these. People can go back and listen to those conversations if they want. But I thought about this a lot this week because I knew we would have to, I'd have to come up with a final list. And I've told you before, the order has shifted around. Um, honestly, and that includes Final Fantasy VII. I know, Dan, you don't believe me, but it's included that one too, um, with that shifting around which one I love the most. And I did... Fire each of them up just briefly just to make sure that, like, okay, yep, I'm remembering this one correctly. I did just for a little bit for each of them. Right now I'm landing on the best overall game for 2020 as a video game being Ghost of Tsushima. That's where my opinion yeah. is landing. Wow. I think it's just the best game start to finish. Um, number I know two. you won't believe me after the story discussion. You think I said the story was trash, and I didn't. Um, I think it's got a I just very... think you underrated it. That's, that's really that's it. I think it's got a very good story, but I think it's excellent in every other category. Characters are great. The voice acting is amazing. The visuals are oh, yeah. shocking on my base PS4. I still can't believe it did the things that it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, the combat was so fun, and the stealth was fun. And it's got a huge open world with tons to explore, lots to unlock. And then they went, here's what gave it the edge for me, and I know it's probably not fair, but they went and added an absolutely incredible free dlc update to this game mm -hmm. in the fall yeah. that to me takes it to the next level of what a video game should be yeah. amazing single player 
shockingly good multiplayer, and it checks all the boxes. If, if you were to ask me, like, hey, what do you want the next big game to be? What's, what genre? What, what do you want to feel like, look like? I would describe something like this, and they made it. So to me, it's my personal favorite game of 2020, followed closely by the other two. We'll get to which ones. But I don't know if you guys are – am I the only one who would push for Ghost number one? How well, are you guys – you you know I'm uh, I'm kind of a uh, a story cuck, so <laughs> hey me too <laughs> yeah so like last was part two for me, um, even though everything you're saying about Ghost gameplay is dead on yeah um, last was part two story for too me good. it just it's yeah. overwhelming uh, how yeah. much I love that story um, especially by the end of it like I didn't expect it to deliver so hard at the end. And it does. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. I thought it was just going to be build up, build up, and then it kind of goes out with a little bit of a whimper. I don't know why I thought that, even though the first game wasn't like that, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought that, but it, it was just yeah. something I came in with. And it, the fact that it blew me away is so, I don't know, so hoard um, surprised me. But at the same time, I, I mean, I've said before on here that Ghost and Last of Us are like the neck and neck for me. So I really don't. It's yeah. so difficult because the story in Ghost is so good to me. So I start to look at what which of these games have these minor little flaws here and there yeah. and which ones mean more to me. I do think the Ghost story could have been even better than it was because I saw what Last of Us and Final Fantasy did with story. I thought both those stories were better than Ghost story this year. Mm-hmm. So I know that video game stories can be better. That being said, that is a very minor knock because I still enjoyed the story a lot and I wanted to find out what happened. And it still kept me moving ahead. Last of Us Part Two story was so compelling, but this is the same criticism I gave to a show that I used to love, like Walking Dead. They it does revel a little bit too much in how much they can gross you out or break your heart. And so, if I have to give it a little bit of a knock, it's was any of that gratuitous on their part? I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of asking this question. So it makes, I, I feel like there was a balance to it. Myself, I want to let other people talk, but uh, yeah, I feel like there was more balance been. to it. There could have been. But I felt like the story, there were elements, I love the story to death. There were elements of some of those face-offs that I talked about last week that from a story perspective that I thought were just perfect. From a gameplay perspective, there are moments, especially the final confrontation, that didn't land as being like, this is amazing gameplay. I get it, it's purposeful, totally understand it. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't a moment in Ghost of Tsushima, there wasn't a moment of Ghost of Tsushima gameplay that I thought, ah, this isn't that fun. There were moments of Last of Us Part Two gameplay that I thought, all right, I'm going to get back to the normal gameplay. This part's not as fun. I, that's all. That's the only thing I could think yeah. of. It's a, such a minor knock on totally that get one, it. too. Well, yeah. so, like, with, um, with like, the gratuitous part that you mentioned, like, with Last of Us Part Two, people, what a, what's the term people throw out? Torture porn? Right. Something it's like, like that, yeah. I mean, let's... I get we all live, some people live in our cushy little life where they don't see a lot of violence, but, like, realistically, like, if in real life, like, everything went to shit and, like, something similar like that happened in real life, you're you're gonna see, like, insane violence. Yeah. Ab- ab- absurd, insane violence. And, I mean, like, that actually does happen in the real world. I mean, look right. out what happens in the Middle East every freaking day. Yeah. Um yeah. For example, no, you're right. So, you're right. I get gratuitous. Is so it's, it's about what you can stomach, you know, yeah. it's about what you can stomach. And some people think yeah. that that's too much. It's like, well, you're making a video game. Do you have to go that far? It's like, well, I mean, if I'm going to make a realistic or at least like, you know, some as realistic as I can within this fictional world of people, you know, being fungus people. But mm-hmm. this is know. where it's a little weird for me because I'm trying to draw the line between an overall video game and just the yeah. story. Because with. But, 
part two was honestly way ahead of the other two. Oh, am I still there? Did you lose? Yeah, you're good. Something oh, it's you're refreshes. In, anyway. oh, okay. Um, the story-wise, to me, it wasn't close. I thought Last of Us Part Two was far beyond the all the others. But as a video game, which one did I could I not wait till everyone's finally asleep and I can sit down and play my game? Mm-hmm. Ghost. And I found myself at times back and forth. I can't decide if I like Final Fantasy or Last of Us more as in, as a video game, not as a story, just as a video game. I feel like I had Ghost was just so much more fun to play than everything yeah. else I played. Yeah. And Final Fantasy VII was up there for me too. It was really fun to play. I couldn't wait to play more of the game. Last of Us, I couldn't wait to find out what happened. Yeah, that is that is part of it. And, uh, and, and I've said before, I'm very, very impressed by Last of Us, very fluid combat gameplay. Um, where it doesn't matter where you are, where your position, how the animation changes, and yeah. stuff like that when you're killing somebody. Um, yeah. Stealth uh, is very man, satisfying dude, in that game. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And man, dude, you're freaking swaying me because uh, I loved Ghost Story, and you didn't love it as much as I did. And and it has everything you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> like so. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, feeling when you first get to open field on your horse and Ghost of Tsushima? Oh yeah. 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 That white, the the white flowers. Oh my right? gosh! I field. couldn't believe this. I was like, "This is a current gen game. Like yeah. this is happening now." I, yeah, it yeah. blew my mind too. Yeah, I was like, "This is not a this is not a PS4 Pro." It was um, definitely overwhelming. It was like, "Whoa! <laughs> like, what's yeah. going on? Well, How is this happening?" And Derek, early on when we first started playing it this past summer, he compared it right away to Breath of the Wild, and I thought that was an apt comparison because it's not like a Ubisoft open world where it's like, here's all your markers. It was more like, here's your yeah. blank canvas. Now you have mm-hmm. to fill it in. So it removes, it removes the HUD, lets you take it all in. It does uh, exploration in a wonderful way, I thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This is this is kind of like making me pick my favorite kid, because these three games would have won Game of the Year a lot of recent years. All three of them. See, I like, can pick my favorite kid, though. <laughs> Well, why so, don't you discuss with us, price. Derek? Discuss these games. Well, how do you? Feel? All right. Well, listen, I've got seven kids, so I've got a top three. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty. Well, we all know Final Fantasy is not not gonna not win gonna for be me. Your favorite, yeah. No. Um. So it's really between the two, which I've talked about in previous. Well, even these game of the game of the year shows. Whenever I talk Mario? about these two. No, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII actually. <laughs> um, so, because I just wanted to see it on PS5, I actually That's hadn't funny. checked it out yet. Huh. You're this, being serious. You're there's there's been no updates. <laughs> no, I just want to because I I do really have a dislike for this game, and so I was trying to see if it was just me being an ass or if I and I still I now know why I dislike it. All right, so um, for me, it's it's pretty easy that it's The Last of Us Part Two. Like I, as much as I love Ghost of Tsushima, and I said this before. I think a year, two years, maybe three years down the road, I'm going to return to... I, I still go to it, but I'm going to return to it for a second, third, maybe even playthrough, and I'll probably end up going, this game's so good. Because I would agree with Tim as far as... It really doesn't do anything wrong, and there was never really a part of the game where I was like, oh, God, like, do we, do we have to do this right now? It's kind of like... Well, I was going to say Valhalla, but only when I'm in England. It's like when I'm in England in Valhalla, and that's the bulk of the game. That's why I'm saying this. There's nothing the game does wrong. I, I think it's beautiful. I like the story. I like the gameplay. That's how I feel about Ghost of Tsushima, except there is no parts outside of England. It's, it stays in that 
spot and it stays that way the whole game. So it should be my number one. But when I just think about the game I enjoy the most, and I am going to use the word fun, I have the most fun with The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, story-wise, it's good. Like, no, I never got emotional. I, I did, I feel like how Tim said, like, hey, I just needed to know. Definitely, on my first playthrough, what got me through that second half of the game was I must know what happened at the end of that first because they did a great job of blacking out right when you're like, what? How did that happen? Or what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very much a, a mystery I needed solved and I needed to understand. But that second playthrough, which was more fun than the first playthrough, even though I knew everything story-wise, was just fun because it's fun to play. Like, it's my style of game. Yes, I'm not a stealth guy, but this is the type of stealth that I am. This is the type of stealth that I like, and that's... This is, like, fast-paced, brutal Yeah, this is where you don't have to be overly patient. You can be. You don't have to be overly patient. If you screw up... If you screw up, the game doesn't go, eh, you failed. It goes, okay, it, you can still get through this. You just made it harder on yourself. Well, it depends. Uh, if you're with a clicker, it might say, eh, you failed. It just depends. Yeah. But for me, that th- this game is easily my favorite for this year. And as much as I like Ghost of Tsushima, I just feel like this game nailed everything. Like, every part was perfect, and it's the one on my ps5 that i'm waiting for the update the most like as much as i thought god of war was cool to have an update in fact god of war just kind of hyped me more for the last of us 2 and the last of us 2's updates actually supposed to be better because it's supposed to have ray tracing and all that stuff but that's the game that i want to experience again not ghost of tsushima definitely not final fantasy 7 i want to go back for a third playthrough of the last of us part two actually now uh, that you mention it, it is I- fun. I wonder if the fun really kicks in on the second playthrough because you've already experienced an encounter. Yeah, you're not so nervous about what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The first time, I wouldn't say it was, like, grueling. Like, I never felt like... It felt like that for me in the first half more than the second half, for sure. Yeah, well, in the second half, the character... Whatever, spoiling it a little bit. The character you use is definitely more brutal, and Mm -hmm. you can play the game more aggressively than the first character in the first half. We did talk but, about last week how there's like a switch. We just didn't specify any names or anything. Yeah. We just said there's a... Yeah. And most people that are watching Game of the Year stuff, they know spoilers are going to happen. But so anyways, um, for me, like it, it does, especially when you're leveling up and all that stuff, and I think my characters are all maxed out. Like I think I leveled everything up as far as guns. Like every single gun is completely leveled up. So anytime I play it, if I play it on normal, it's like super easy mode, which that for some people that's like, that's not fun. But it's like playing The Last of Us part Doom. I mean, you're just going in and blowing people away. Yeah. Like, you don't even yeah. have to stealth. No, no, just, no, no stealth. Just, yeah, just yeah, it's a shooter just have, at that point. You have full, full auto just go off on, on these people. That sounds but fun. yeah, for me, that's that my number fun. one. Ghost of Tsushima's number two, and then Final Fantasy VII Remake's a distant, as far as you can get away from that second place, <laughs> third. I still don't you think still I have, understand you still, what you don't yeah, like you about You still it, haven't but, actually explained what your beef is with, with Remake. But Dan, is there um, kind of a no. summary you want to give that we didn't 
touch on with story or other stuff with Final Fantasy. I'd love to hear that. There is, but I, I want to know what Derek's beef is with Seven Remake. Yeah, like what specifically he doesn't like? Is yeah. it characters? Well, I don't is think it visuals? I don't it think combat? it's that fun. I'm I'm back in here playing it. Right, the combat's not terrible, but it's not that fun. And then the other thing is, it feels like a it feels like an old game. So the, yes, I know they modernized it and they completely redid it, but like just the way the levels are are done, even the enemies, how like freaking uh, generic they are. Like these guys I'm beating up. I, that's I'm how sorry, I felt the whole generic? game. Generic? <laughs> yeah, generic. The monster designs are gen. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, I'm not playing playing against the monster right now. But well, and I also said in, and I also said um, when I was talking about it before, I don't know if it was in the combat one or whatever. Like fighting the house, that's a boss battle. Like that felt like they were they were just trying really. That's hard. like a jokey homage to the original. That's version a legit enemy from the old game. I understand. And Daniel, I know you love the game, so you want to try to explain why I don't understand why I dislike it. But I do understand why I dislike it. No, I just I... don't like it. It's not it's not a terrible game like it's not in my top 10. I think I put it in my top 15. So I did a top 10 and then I did like here's a few honorable mentions. I think yeah, Final Fantasy 7's in that. But it's Derek, real, what you're saying cool. reminds me a lot of how I feel about Cyberpunk. It's not like it's I can't objectively say it's bad at all and I'm enjoying elements of it, but I'm just not having a ton of fun with it. I get I, don't it. Have, I understand that there's sometimes an X factor that just doesn't hit. I get it. Yeah, that's why like if I really thought this game was complete and utter trash, I'm not letting you guys put it in the top three. I'm going to tell you, like, I'm on the show. I'm saying this is a uh, terrible game. You cannot put this in the top three. It can be in your top ten, but it has to be lower because I'm objecting. But I'm fine with it being in the top three. It's obviously not mine, which I've said 5,000 times, but I'm not fighting against 6, you guys 000. putting up there. Well, yeah, 6,000. <laughs> I mean, but again, it, for me, it, like referring to a past conversation, I think Jeff and Kyle were on where you said you like 15 more because I yeah. think it's a little more straight up action combat as opposed to this game being it is a hybrid of turn based and action. Like it's it's a it's a good balance of both because it's not just straight up an action game with like RPG elements like again, there's there's an ATB meter there are abilities that you can only use once you've built up that meter and there's two sections to that meter so some abilities you need both sections or or one section so there's there's a level of strategy there where i think in 15 there was some strategy maybe with like placement like if like depending on where you are because then you're dodging enemies there was a decent amount of enemies on the screen but um with, 15 with, was uh, more frantic, I thought. 15 yeah. wasn't quite as... It, yeah, I never felt quite as in control. Based, but I think right. I said the reason I like 15 more is... <clears throat> I like the characters a lot, but I like the world. I thought the open world of Final Fantasy 15 was great. Yeah, I like. It is actually pretty cool. It. I like that aspect. I, I played it more... I mean, I played it, obviously, to beat the story and stuff like that. But I ended up playing a lot of it as like just a monster hunter. Like, I put so many hours... I mean, I got the Platinum in it. Put so many hours just hunting monsters. Oh, yeah, their hunts were fun. Yeah, their hunts were fun. And I enjoyed leveling up and all that stuff. I didn't have fun leveling up in this and upgrading in this game. I didn't really like how they did the story. I understood... And again, I supported the whole parts thing. I even said, like, this game's being put in parts because they're going to flesh out the story more. That's awesome. And I don't think they did a terrible job with that. But I also do think there are parts of it where I'm like, seriously, 
This is just dumb. Like, I think it had an amazing finale. But the, so, but, but the, the, I will the, say the ending was really well done. Well, that's the thing, and 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 I know you're saying there's parts of the story you were like, well, what the hell? And and again, like every single part of like every single part of that game isn't like ten out of ten for me either. Um, there's definitely just like like Johnny, like Johnny, they kind of just fleshed out just to kind of have him be like an extra, like have him be more fleshed out because clearly there's gonna be some additional stuff in the future. Or um, or Roach, for example, who's a completely original character, he wasn't in the in the uh, uh, original Final Fantasy VII. So things like that can kind of be hit or miss because like maybe it feels a bit disjointed because it wasn't even actually there to begin with in the original game. And a lot of the game does have the vibes of the original, just like kind of with more production and there's the voice acting and, and, you know, the combat is different and you, you can look, you can literally look straight up and see the plates, the top plates above you because you're down in the slums back on, you know, the original Final Fantasy seven, it was all pre-rendered. You were just seeing what was around you because that they would, you couldn't move the camera. So See, um, here's how I've seen it, and I'm not saying this is 100% accurate, but I'm just saying I'm in a lot of groups. I follow games media. Most people that absolutely love this game and want it to be game of the year and blah, 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 they have nostalgia. So just like the way people were like, you know, you know people only like Zelda Breath of the Wild because of nostalgia. I'm not going to be that jerk and say that, but I think a lot of the, the reason why this gets a lot of praise is because... Most people that are experiencing this game are going, oh, let me compare it to how my experience from one of the greatest games ever, Final Fantasy VII. And they're going, wow, they improved it. So it's automatically not perfect game, I but mean, an absolutely amazing game. It, it depends somebody on the like me who played Final Fantasy VII, never beat it because I wasn't drawn into it, wasn't sucked into the characters or the world or anything, thought it was okay, but didn't like obsess over it went into it and went i was actually excited to play this one uh i liked the demo bought the game played it on day one played it straight through i think i took one break because i was like okay this is annoying like after like 15 20 hours whatever i was in and then came back to it and finished it but i i don't know if tim remembers this i struggled through that game the last second half of the game i was like oh my god i cannot stand this game I'm just beating it, beating it just to just to finish it. Yeah, I think it. the four of us actually talked about this game uh, last spring, right? Did, Wasn't it the yeah. four of us who chatted about this? And so these are a lot of the things you said then too, and it's Nothing doesn't surprise strange. me to hear you saying them now. Yeah. Um, but in order to wrap this up with some kind of reasonable time frame here, Dan, I want to throw it to you, and then also Jeff. Any of these three that you want to speak about? I'm not going to assume anything you want to say about any of them because you've heard from Derek what his top three is. You've heard from me how I'm ranking mine. Dan, where are you landing and and any last case to make? I mean, obviously my my pick is is seven remake, but like I said last week with like the story, like Last of Us Two is very close. Like it's not like it's like Final Fantasy Seven uh, remake is like ten out of ten, and then Last of Us is like an eight. Like it's it's like nine point nine versus ten out of ten. Like it's it's super close, and so is Ghost. To be honest, um, it's just again, it, it, like I mentioned with the story, like Seven remake. And, and like Derek, I get like you go in groups and people are like, oh nostalgia, and I get that maybe that is the case, but. When when you're a really big fan of something, if they're gonna remake it, like I think you're gonna be the most critical because you're such a fan of it. I mean, the original 
7 is my favorite game of all time. So if I'm going to be mature about it and try to be objective... Uh, it depends on the personality of the person. I get what you're saying. That's fine. But some for people me, might, but some people... I th- just but I think, like, oh, more people, I think there's more people than you think that are trying to be objective and say, well, this is my favorite series and you're about to remake my favorite... I mean, look how many people were complaining about it, right? Oh, you're breaking it up into parts. Oh, you're adding... Uh, new story. Oh, the combat is action now? Like, what do you do? Like, people were furious because they hadn't actually touched it yet. They didn't have anything tangible, so they just were... Everything was just emotions. Everything was just emotions, right? And then you get the game and you experience it. Um, And for me, it's... I was the opposite. So I defended it without seeing it. Then when I played it, I was like, "Mm, it's okay. And and I'm the opposite. I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic about the future because there's still more parts. So everything that happens in this game, a lot of it is theories, and some of those theories have been confirmed. Or if you really just kind of stare at it and and kind of make sense of it, you can already kind of see where they are going potentially. But they could also just be kind of throwing you through a loop and maybe they'll do something else. But that's what's interesting about it is they're yeah. adding all these new story beats and they're adding like these twists. Um, and incorporating so, some of the previous lore. Story's potential. good, and we talked about that last week too, yeah. but how would, here's to me the knock on Final Fantasy VII. So you just described your, you know, how it's like 10 versus 9.9. Yeah, I'm yeah, kind yeah. of the same way. To me, like, Last of Us Part Two and Ghosts are both 10 out of 10 for me personally. Yeah. Like, I, there's, I mean, other than nitpicks to try to rank them, I don't really yeah. have any negatives against them. I'm just trying to rank certain elements. So I feel the same I way. Might, it's just, I just... I actually don't dislike any of the gameplay of Last of Us Part Two or any of the story of Ghost. I just feel like, all right, if I had to pick one over the other, this is how I'd rank it. So, like, when it comes to Final Fantasy VII, there is a weakness that I feel like I experience, especially towards the end of the game, as more of the areas are opened up. And that's the way you travel and the way that you move around the world. Some of the fast travel stuff they implement is fine. Still not great. But there were so many times when I just needed to go get an item I couldn't get to before or whatever. And some of the movement around the environments again this is a nitpick because this yeah. game was like a 9.7 or something for me it's really close to mm-hmm. that 10.10 range some of the movement if i'm nitpicking started to frustrate me after a while i'm backtracking a lot and i'm and he has to turn sideways to slowly scoot through areas to allow the game to render i get why they're doing I mean, it yeah but it yeah. starts to wear on you when you're backtracking and trying to find secrets a lot that's all sure. that's my one nitpick about the game i feel like the environment just wasn't as fun to explore even though they've made you explore. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it was uh, a kind of a visual, uh, I was going to say a visual feast, but like, to be honest, like some environments are blurry, like the door, like everyone just kept memeing about the door. <laughs> the but door, like, that's right, yeah. But yeah. like that first that first shot that you get when you're looking up at the plate, like at nighttime, when uh, Tifa is showing you to like, your kind of like temporary so residence. So cool. Yeah. Just yeah, like is. that shot is amazing. Um <laughs> But yeah, like the parts where you're scooting through things, they definitely, they absolutely did that way too many times. I don't know why they did that so many times. Um, that that was silly. Um, I mean, it's, and, a, it's a nitpick because I didn't throw my controller and say, I've had enough right. of these. Like it was just well, like a small I, thing. I think it's a couple of things. I think it's because they really didn't have a full like five years of development themselves. Because again, remember sort of all the stuff that was happening behind the scenes. They brought it in-house. I think they had about two and a half, maybe three years to work on the game. Um, so if they had a full like five, maybe six years, then it definitely would have been maybe a bit more fleshed out, a bit more fluid. Um, but also when you play the original Midgar section, which was much shorter, um, it, 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 it did feel kind of 
restraint. Like it, it wasn't open. You're in this in this like city where there's these two levels. There's like the slums and then there's the top plate, but you never even got to go to the top plate. Like it was linear. It was linear. And then and then it basically when you left that area, it's like, whoa, here's the open world. Like the Midgar section in the original game is completely different from the entire rest of the game. And yeah, I think is. I think almost like they chose to. So you flesh expected out. linearity and got even more open oh, yeah. than you expected. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah. And 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 I think it actually works. In, and I theorized, I think, on a pre, one of our previous episodes where I mentioned, like, I think they really specifically wanted to focus on Midgar also because of the, the tech restraints. I think once they got to like, all right, we're going to make part two now. We're on newer consoles, you know, stronger PCs. Like we can maybe try to make this open world, whatever they decide doing with the open world, we still don't know. Um, okay, it's but the be- issue I have with that is that they incentivize you to explore, but not every experience of exploring is fun. I just wouldn't wanted to get well, an item or find a thing. So that's, again, my nitpick of yeah. this game is that they incentivize you and encourage you and oftentimes open it up for you to go explore, and yet it's not the experience of exploring is definitely not a strength of this game. Strength, story, characters, visuals, combat, it's all great. Exploration is one of its weaker elements, and I feel like the game designers still tell you throughout the game they want you to explore, and I didn't yeah. find that part. I think fun. that's I think that usually can be stronger when it is more of an open world, like kind of like go finding some secret cave and be like, oh, what's in this cave? And you find some cool... A uh, super rare, strong, powerful weapon, or something, for example, and and there isn't so much of that here because again, it's a bit more linear. You're in this like city that is very sort of enclosed and 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 you know kind of separate from the rest of the world. But, um, you know, yeah, so. I got gotcha. you. Um, three three amazing games, Jeff. Any other yeah, thoughts on these three before we cast votes on these? No, I agree with your point about the exploration, actually, um, as you were saying it. it w- there was something I couldn't pinpoint about uh, 7 Remake that made it for sure number three and couldn't go any higher on my list. And I think that was it, where it was like encouraging you to explore. But every time you did, you're like, oh, it's just like one small area. Why am I here? I don't, I'm OK I don't... with a linear game being <clears throat> linear. Yeah, but that's cool with me. Game and I still to... really love the game, so I mean, it's not like it's a big knock on it or something. Oh, it's such so. it's such a small knock for me personally. I enjoyed it so much. I didn't mind the backtracking, and I didn't mind the okay, let's watch them slowly shift sideways and sidle through. <laughs> yeah. I, that didn't really bother me because I was enjoying so much of the game so much. So that's me. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, a little bit of this <laughs> sideways. So okay, fine, we, fine for some parts, but then like, yeah, you do it like thirty times. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. When especially when you have to go back and forth and be like, all right, I'll be right back, and then you have to. <laughs> if you were to have asked me uh, in January of 2020 my top three, I probably would have guessed Last of Us Part Two was in there. Yeah, same. I probably would have hoped Ghost would make it because I had no idea if they could make a good game like that. Turns out they can. And I would have thought Final Fantasy VII Remake was going to land in my top 10, maybe not super high. I probably yeah. would have told you it's going to be the new Assassin's Creed or Cyberpunk or something. like. It'll be a, a shoe-in like that. Yeah. So the fact that this is even in the conversation against these other two, I know it's not much consolation knowing it's probably going to end at number three. I mean, to me, that's a big deal. I, I, actually, didn't think... I wasn't even going to play it. So the fact that it's yeah. my number three at all is <laughs> yeah. kind of amazing. And I expected at the end of the year for Cyberpunk to be like my easy number one. It was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's a shoe in number one, right? Um, but uh, it didn't end up, I don't know. I just didn't end up feeling that way about the yeah, game. Yeah, I thought Cyberpunk would be higher up for me, um, even my personal list. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm voting Ghost number one, Last of Us Part Two number two, and Final Fantasy Seven number three. Derek, what are you voting? Uh, Last of Us, Ghost, then Final Fantasy. Dan? Um, so, <clears throat> 7, Remake, uh, and then Last of Us, and then Ghost. Mm-hmm. All very close, though. Jeff, don't do the math. Just vote for your with your heart. Go. With my heart? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you made great points about Sush. God, so it changes every day. So today it's Tsushima, then Last of Us, then Remake. It would have been easier if you would have said Last of Us for the math. Probably, probably. Because uh, now we have a tie at the top. Ugh. Um, and can if you just, went just, just be based tied? on... If you go based on Metacritic and our community voting, and I think what Kyle would pick, would it be Last of Us Part 2? No, you know what? He was a ghost guy, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he had Ghost at number one, then he beat Last of Us Part 2, but we never discussed which one he preferred. So Metacritic... We, I assume we were going to reserve that for this. Metacritic and the community had Last of Us, by a fairly significant margin, higher than Ghost. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's they the way... They did underrate that, Tsushima, though. I mean, at least the Metacritic did. So I don't know. They did, I agree. I just feel like um, Last of Us... Let me go back to Derek's thought, too, of how many number one votes it got. Uh, oh, it's the same. No, no. Is it, is it the same? I don't know. I'm I'm losing my uh, ability um, to think through here. Well, yours was Ghost number one, and oh no, you, Ghost you and I voted for Ghost number okay, one. Okay, yeah. If we're gonna stick with that methodology, then Ghost was number one because we got two number ones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I hate to give somebody an imaginary vote who's not even here. Uh, absentee voting. Kyle probably um, would pick Ghost barely. Rigged, right? but yeah, Kyle would probably, even though he said he loved the way Last of Us Part Two wrapped up and he can't understand any of the hate and stuff like that, I yeah, do yeah. still feel like Tsushima, because he's, he's he loves the samurai stuff. I mean, it's a close one. This is basically a tie, but if we had to give it a tiebreaker, there's a number of different things we could point at. Barely gives the edge in our voting for our, for our purposes yeah. to Ghost. Yeah, if we wanted to use a Spider-Man logic, which only makes sense. I think so. Because, yeah. again, it's based on our debate, our crew right here that are here talking for these many weeks about our favorite games. Yeah, we deserve our own 10 list, dang it. Well, Give what, it to us. How would Jeff feel about it? Jeff Keeley? <laughs> I mean, would I he know. agree with us? I'll I let, I'll let you, you would want Death Stranding to win. Obviously. If you want Hades, Hades, I can't do a Jeff impression. <laughs> Hades right, well, win. Here's, here's our top 10, and I think this is a good... I think this is a really good list. I, I'm happy with it when you think about all the different opinions that are presented here. But number 10 is Resident Evil 3. Number 9 is Hades. Number 8 is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Number 7 is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number 6 is Cyberpunk 2077. Number 5 is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Number 4, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 3, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number 2, Last of Us Part Two, And number 1 is Ghosts of Tsushima. I think it's fair Sheesh. to say... I think it's fair to say that Sony killed it this year. I was going to say, do you want to just change your name to Ponycast? <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be. <laughs> I think it is fair to say. Let me give you the uh, results of a couple things, and we'll close out with you guys if you want to. I'd be curious to hear your personal top ten list, even if it's not the same next week. That's fine, what it is right now. Or maybe top five, whatever. Um, but community voting was really interesting. I, did, I had people pick their top three games, and so we did a similar tally to what you just saw here. Three points for number one, two points for number two, and one point for number three. And those votes tallied up, and by a pretty big margin, number one was Cyberpunk 2077, was Mm -hmm. the community pick. 
as favorite game. Wow. I do think there's some recency bias there, to be honest with you. When you I think when you vote, I think you when you vote, a lot of times there's some recency bias there. And it also did get the most first place votes. Uh, then after that, it was pretty close, pretty freaking close between Ghost and Last of Us Part Two, and Ghost was second. Last of Us Part Two was third. Assassin's Creed Valhalla was fourth, and Doom Eternal was fifth. So there you go. There was the community of casuals. Vote. Bunch of casuals. I know. Dirty, <laughs> dirty, and filthy. Yep. Um, I'll give you quick my personal top list, and I've kind of given bits and pieces of it as we rank stuff here. But uh, if I'm starting at number ten. Uh, let's see, Cyberpunk 2077 is at number 10 at the moment. I do feel like it's going to move up when I wrap up the story. I think it's going to, I think I'll like it a little more. Uh, and then Yakuza Like a Dragon, number 9. Havens, number 8. Spirit Fair is number 7. Hades is number 6. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is number 5. Ori is number 4. And then 7 Remake, Last of Us, The Ghost of Tsushima. My top 3. Kind of similar to nice. this top 3. <laughs> uh, Dan, what's yours? Um, I don't know if I have like a full 10 like i'd have to really I had give to us a five or something make it sit, but like top three is pretty much what i had listed uh, okay. seven remake and then last of us and then ghost it's it's all very close um, and then after that is there a pretty big drop off for the rest of them i mean it would probably yeah it probably would then be honestly what this list here it, what this list here is down to cyberpunk and then i'd have to like maybe then like resident evil after that yeah Okay. And I, I haven't played Hades or Yakuza and then Assassin's Creed, you know. Okay. So. Derek, what's yours looking like? Um, do Jeff's and then I'll come back. I'm just okay. gonna take a picture of it because I'm I'm on a different computer. It's annoying. Okay. Oh. Jeff, Jeff, what's your top? Uh, I literally just changed it be- because it always changes. Um, so my number 10 is Spiritfarer. I said that Pathless was in my 10, but that's because I didn't consider there's a remake in here that we didn't consider uh, for this list. Anyway, my number 10 is Spiritfarer, number 9, Cyberpunk, number 8, Pedestrian, number 7 is Dreams. I loved it. I uh, loved what it brought to the table. Uh, number 6 is Yakuza, number 5 is Mafia. Oh, uh, yeah. Number 4 yeah. is Miles Morales, then 3, Final Fantasy. It's basically the same top 4. Yeah. Same, same top four. Right. Final Fantasy is three, and Last of Us two uh, is number Ghost two, is and one. Ghost is number one. Yeah. Derek, what's yours? All right, so ten's Miles Morales, nine is Final Fantasy seven, so it actually beat out a game. You guys should be happy about that. Whoa. Eight Shot. is Immortals, seven is Mortal Shells, six is Watch Dogs, five is Ori, four is Cyberpunk, three is Assassin's Creed, two is Ghost, one is The Last of Us. And then I do have five, like, games that I think would actually, well, a couple of them have a chance to creep into the top ten if, like, I play them and beat them. That's Neo 2, Hyrule Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity, Demon's Souls Remastered, and then I have Resident Evil 3 and Godfall, which those two wouldn't move up, but they would fall into the 14th and 15th trash fall. spot. More like Trashfall. <laughs> Well, Godfall was actually 11. That was what I was moving because I was like, ah, after going back and playing it, I dropped it from 11 to 15. Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. Notice uh, no Crash Bandicoot or Doom Eternal. Yeah, how about that? Why. How about yeah. that? What do you got to say about that, Gaston? That's because he's well, probably I'm the only sure one to listen. I'm sure he'll say a lot on Monday morning. 
Yeah, he's probably the only one who listens all the way to the end. We love that. Can, guy. I, um, <laughs> can I can I go ahead and announce the best RPG of 2020? <laughs> please. Yeah. Oh, we have one last category. Only Dan gets to vote. Uh, Dan, best RPG of 2020, please. Yakuza. Uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. Seven re- Seven remake, obviously. There you Listen, go. Number one. I just like I said last week. I, He's I, one of one number one. I truly think that game is a gift. I know Garrett, Derek doesn't think so. Many of us were skeptical. And I think they did an excellent job considering their track record the past 10, 15 years, closer to 15 years. Dude, you heard all the negative that Derek said, and he still had it as number nine of his favorite overall. I I honestly think that says something. Someone who didn't enjoy it, but still has to acknowledge like it's really good. So it's true. It is what it is. I I just think there's a lot of potential there. Hopefully they don't mess it up because they they got something really good going. And again, people are still really high. People so. are still talking about it, theorizing, discussing what's going to happen. So, All right, guys. Well, cool. thanks for listening, Jeff. And I'll thank you on behalf of Kyle as well. Or no, I'll thank you and Kyle, who's not here. Anyway, thank you both for giving up a lot of time the last couple of weeks to do this. This has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And we're going to get back I, um, to some I'll normal. I'll check the mail. Yeah, the check is definitely in yes. the mail. Keep an eye out for yeah. that. Um, Biden's going to sign off on that for it. Just t- well, Biden will send it to you. Don't worry. Take it every day. We're going to get back to our normal cadence of talking about various issues and latest headlines and all that kind of stuff. We'll do some fun segments and stuff coming up. So we'll give you all a break from our uh, opinions and rankings and all that Man, stuff. Man, you guys have so many games to talk about from the beginning of the year onward. Oh, yeah, man. we've only barely touched on them, like the Mario and Hitman 3 and Medium. Yeah. We didn't really dig into any of those yet. Did, so, did we yeah. even Little discuss, Nightmares 2 is great. Did we even discuss Resident Evil 8 and the remake? The we just talked about it briefly before one demo. of the episodes. It was just the demo also. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that will be next week's show. We'll, All right. talk about, we'll talk about the first part of this year. Yeah, and we'll also do most anticipated, but we'll get yeah, there. I was going to say, and then we have preview when we get for there. March. March. But again, thank you all again. If you're listening, Mass Effect love, is my most anticipated. Sorry. We'd love if you would take time to uh, give us a, a rating or review, maybe share us with someone who you think would like another video game podcast in their lives, or maybe they need to You dump. had to do this in the beginning of the show. <laughs> Nobody got here. <laughs> no, nobody. Thanks you for your You literally end. insult every listener, possible listener. <laughs> like, just call them terrible names and not one of them would know literally all right literally um, all podcasts do it this way do you not talk to you next talk- week bye